for me, that's kind of the, the American dream is an international dream. And we've spoken recently about like designs on living here, not living here. My ideal life, and I'm part way of living that life, is spending spending parts of time so many places that no singular place is like the only place Facts. that people can find yeah. you, right? Like people can't just come up and ring your doorbell and wait you, for, for you to walk up to the door with an intimate. They yeah. know, they're like, yeah, well, that, I don't know, that, you could be in Italy, right? For sure. Yeah. And if you're waiting for me to post it, like I'm, I'm it's always delayed. So like I'm <laughs> gone from that place. By the time you see it, I'm, I've, I've left. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, Charles, we have to go back. Do you, do you, do you have a dream where people just show up with Entenmann's cookies at your door? That was the Sebastian Maniscalco joke. It was a plan. Yeah. yeah. Ah, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> he's he's fucking, no. fucking hilarious, by the way. Yeah, when everyone drops to the floor because of the doorbell. Yeah. Oh, it used to be that, you know, get the Entenmann's, yeah. right? Like if someone came to your house. Someone's here. No, I got it. I got it. I just, I got really excited at the idea that, like, people show up at your house with cookies. That's, I, that's what I was hoping. I'm like, man, you live a fucking great life if people just show that's up. That's the dream I was referring it would to. Be the, it'd be the cookies you don't want, though. It'd be like, of course, yeah. oatmeal raisin, Does like, the, fuck or, out of here. Or, or what's, those, uh, what's those powdered covered choke hazards? Oh, like, like, like tea cakes? The Russian tea, <laughs> the Russian tea cakes? Russian tea yeah, cakes. The dry ones, mm-hmm. the ones that, like, the yeah. little bit of almond in it, but it like, oh, oh it's time of year for that, too. You guys, yeah, yeah you guys ever just want to eat a giant blow. scoop of fucking dredging flour? Mm, yeah, there you go. Let's go. Slightly sweet. I want to look like Scarface in reverse, where it's just puffs of white fucking clouds coming out of my shit. That's hilarious. Oh, fucking A. It's uh it's it's December. There's still no snow on the ground here. I'm you kind of what? I'm kind of about it right now. I, I love this. I, I thought so do you remember the, the first first snow this year? You yeah. remember, you remember yes. what it was? Huh? Remember the day before it was like eighty degrees? Yeah, there was absolutely it was literally like it was like seventy nine degree, whatever. Yep. And then the Bipolar, very next day literally I was like, <laughs> What the fuck? so I made a I, I post about like uh, you know, Minnesota decided to skip skip fall all again. Yep. Yeah. We're going right to fucking winter. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm um, not for it. You know, I wasn't ready. You know, right. no, I'm with you. And then we but like now, we, we yeah, snuck yeah. in an end around. Yeah, like it, yeah. it is literally it is December in Minnesota. It's gonna be 50 degrees tomorrow. It's weird. And yeah. I'm like, a little bit of me is like, mm, this is weird because clearly like climate change and whatever. But a little bit of me, bit of me is like. This is actually kind of dope. I'll, I'll take as much of it as possible. Exactly, because come February, you know. I'm going to be dreaming you about this. So what I told my friends at the cafe a couple mornings ago is I can't control it, so I may as well enjoy the good parts of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I mean? There's a lot of bad parts, but if I'm going to get a 50-degree day in December, I guess I'll just ride with it. Was that, was that the cafe that you did the, the pop-up where you got the, the dope English muffins? Because, like, I have never lusted after English muffins Those from an Instagram English. post. But, bro, that jam and, and butter that you posted, Dude, like, come on. Those English muffins were from Dahlia. Yeah. And they popped up last weekend at Nixta, Oof. former guest of the program, Gustavo. Shout out to Gustavo. Um, they did a Sunday morning pop-up. And Alex, who is the master baker, she is she is a otherworldly talent when it comes to baking. It's very, very impressive, the work that she does. She's, she DM'd me on IG, and um, or we were DMing, I don't remember what about, but she said that uh, Nate's going to do a pop-up this weekend. I'll leave you a bag of English muffins. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can't believe I haven't had those English muffins. I'm coming. So I went and got, I got their breakfast sandwich, which was banging. I got 
the smash burger that Nate made for the first time for one of their pop-ups, exceptional. And then I had that bag. I took half of them to my mom's, and then I was trying to figure out what to do with the rest of them. We had some jams left over from when we were in Paris in the summer. Uh, we got, like, this box of jams, and each of them has a floral element. So I think I did, like, raspberry rose and then apricot orange flower. Everything inside of me is mad that box of jams has nothing to do with mixtapes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, something inside me is dying because it was actual jams, which is awesome. And I'm not knocking that. But I have definitely never referred to that box of jams as uh, actual jams actual, or jellies. Yeah, it's either, always been some either, really dope fucking mixtapes. Either mixtapes or Boner Jams 96. Or, yeah, yes, yeah, or VHS porn. <laughs> for sure, VHS porn. Can't be DVD, can't be internet, gotta be VHS. Yeah. Absolutely. So I still had some Rush Creek Reserve and the little crock that I bake cheeses in. And so I heated that sucker up. And I did this in the morning and Marnie was like, what are you doing? Because we don't eat breakfast mm -hmm. uh, on the weekend sometimes. Right. But this was, you know, what, a Tuesday morning. And, you know, I had the pan out with some butter and I was toasting those English muffins. Dude, unbelievable. Best English muffins I've ever had. Not close. Most English muffins. You know, that's one of those things where, like I saw a video on Instagram six months ago where it showed someone making homemade English muffins. And it was one of those duos. Mm -hmm. And the guy on the other side is just yelling. Don't make your own English muffins. Go to the grocery store. That's literally what he's yelling. The whole you got to you got to custom make every single nook and cranny. Listen, until you have one though. Like yeah. I mean Yeah, like that. One like that. Thomas just won't do. No. no they, yeah. they just won't it yeah. just won't do. We had Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's it's mm. Yeah. I, I had just want hers like all the time. It, I wish I could just go grab some whenever I wanted. Years and years ago, we had uh, a DJ who is now like literally touring the world. His name is DJ Beatbreaker. He was a uh, he grew up like a producer, and then basically had to retroactively learn how to DJ because his mixes got so big that everybody wanted to book him. Absolutely. And he was on his first national tour, and I booked him for the nightclub that I used to run, and flew into town, and you know, like his rider, he's like, I want to go out to a nice dinner. So I called him, and I was like. I just want to know, like, nice dinner means a lot of different things, you know? Different people. You yeah, I was like, just <laughs> let me know what you're looking for, and I'll book dinner. And he was like, honestly, man, I just, like, bring me somewhere that if, this is my first time in Minneapolis, bring me somewhere that you would, like, bring a friend. That's dope. So I took him to a place called the 112 Eatery, which is yes. an absolutely spectacular and legendary restaurant, been around for decades, and consistently still puts out some of the most amazing food. Ben, it's lovely. Their their burger used to used to. I hate saying this. Yeah. Used to come on a house made English muffin, and oh, I miss that. He yeah. like the server came up, and I kind of planned ahead. Like the server was a friend of mine, and I was like, dude, just sell 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 him on this restaurant. Cause like you walk in, it's beautiful. It's small. It's intimate. I always feel like it has like sort of like a Paris or New York Old vibe charm. to it. Cause it's sure. small and narrow and like, right. it's not, it's not big and expansive. Like America tends to <laughs> right. be. Um, <clears throat> and the server came up and, and he was like, yo, like what's, what's good. And I was talking about the, the lamb bolognese that they had, which was always a, a staple for me. And then I mentioned the burger. And he was like, dude, I haven't had a proper cheeseburger in a long time. What do you think? And the server was like, honestly, I'll put our burger against anybody's. And he was like, that, let's go. Orders it. Food comes out. 
and he did not read the description, did not see it said English, English muffin. muffin on there. And he's staring at it like all of a sudden his food started speaking a foreign language back to him. <laughs> like he's looking at it like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Did they run out of buns? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, One of those moves, right? <laughs> and it occurred to me in that moment that, of course, like I knew that that's right. how it came out. But like oh. if I'm just, if somebody's just trying to take the advice of the people he's at dinner with, like he didn't read through that. Right. And I was like, I, I am so sorry, Dan. Uh, Trust me on this. And if you don't like it, like have a bite of this this lamb. And if if, if you, you swap. I'll swap. Like yeah. I'm good there with are that. A lot of options here. And he took one bite. And it like, I mean, the the yolk popped perfectly because mm. it's got that egg on there. It popped perfectly and it's just running down the side of it. And he set it down and he took like three chews. And he was like kind of like staring off into the middle distance, like over my shoulder. And then his eyes locked with me. And he just goes. Yo, <laughs> English muffin on a fucking burger. This is the shit. And then popping pictures and like fucking yeah. putting up on his gram and all. It was it was awesome just watching somebody get one over. Yeah. And I, I I forget time and time again that even as much as you know we travel and we do shit, there's always somebody that's putting a different spin on it. And when somebody can reintroduce something that you've been eating your entire life to you as a new thing, yeah. it's the fucking greatest. And to get to watch that happen to somebody is even better. Because usually it's me with like my eyes rolling back in my head and everybody else at the table being like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Yeah. You know, like that's... That, I, those are usually right instances. Those are usually instances. So like the, what 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 we all take for, for granted is like the shit, the shit that you grew up eating or, or that you were privy to because of where you're geographically located... You don't really, yeah. you don't really think it's special. It's right. sort of like your kids, right? They don't give a shit about that. Like, yeah, he's just that. There's nothing he does. Yeah, My yeah. kids don't think anything I do is special. They just don't. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just don't. Um, but then, so when the you baseline. have, they're used to, right? So when you, yeah. when you, somebody that's not from said area, you're like, okay, here, you know, this. I think this is good. You, you ask me what is good here. This, yeah. And then you get to see that in real time. That's like you said, it's, it's, like, it's super ah, special. That's, like I, that's I never, it. I never forget. So when I, when I first left New York, I actually left New York to come here. Uh, that was in 98, uh, to open up Aquavit. Mm. And um, I didn't think, you know, I, I kind of overlooked the fact that I had the world's culinary, you know, pantry yeah. in my backyard. I just did I thought everybody had, you know, all the shit we I just thought, yeah. it, I thought it was everywhere. <laughs> How wrong I was. So anyway, yeah. so I remember the first time I went to Detroit, and I go to uh, the Coney Islands. Right, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. oh, I can get, a, I could finally get a, a, get a fucking hot dog. So get, let me get a hot dog with uh, mustard and onions, and they give me the, the hot dog. One, it was like bright red, so like that Vienna, no, that's Chicago. They, I forgot where they get the like the uh, red hot. Yeah, I forgot where they get the, the, the they get their hot dogs from somewhere specific. Okay, and it's uh, anyway, and then they had uh, like chops, like big ass pieces of raw white onion on it. Mm. And in New York, when you get a, a hot dog with onions, it's an onion sauce. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. cooked onions and mm -hmm. like tomato and some spices and everything. So I st I probably stood there for like ten minutes just looking at the guy like what the f yeah. not here with the I look at the sign like <laughs> this is what the fuck what are we doing here and I'm looking out and the people have other hot dogs with just slices of tomato and shit all kinds and then this this loose chili sauce I'm like okay this is not the same this is, <laughs> this is not it's not how at all like, you guys not steaming the buns what are we doing here yeah. Like, like, yeah. You're not grilling the hot dogs, but like, uh, yeah, it was just weird. But you take you take things for granted, mm -hmm. and then, but I learned 
to appreciate all the little things and then watching, like you said, that exploration of somebody finding out something and, and, and experiencing something for the first time that yeah. blows their fucking mind. You get to watch it in real time. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It it's, really is. It's amazing. Well, shit, speaking of beautiful things, like we got to introduce this beautiful voice. Uh, our listeners, uh, please, please, please uh, let them know who you are and, and, and kind of what you're, what you're doing because yeah, you're doing yeah. all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Swiss Army knife. Uh, so, uh, depending on what circle, uh, Chef Ed Porter. Um, some people just know me as Chef Porter. Uh, musically, um, I am a, a chef um, slash musician. Slash, mm-hmm. To be completely frank, I'm just a creative storyteller. Love it. Uh, my mediums happen to be food and music. So, Dude, yeah, short and sweet. That's the two food groups that matter the most to me. That, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So you you came to Minneapolis in '98. Yeah. Uh, how did that like? Was that through Marcus? Like, how did you end yeah, up here? Yeah, yeah. So I worked at Aquavit in New York. Okay. Um, and that was that was home base. And so uh, he asked uh, if I would go to Minneapolis to open up uh, Aquavit here in the IDS Tower. And I didn't know where, I, where Minneapolis was. I thought I thought it was uh, Indianapolis. That, I was gonna say that's the most did, New York did, shit I've ever heard. But, <laughs> but he was like, you know, Prince. Yep. Oh yeah, I know Prince. There you I, go. I, I, I still can't pick out where it is in the map. And then I actually did that. And then, okay, it's cool. So I was supposed to be here for, for two months. I was here for five years. Damn. Yeah, I loved it. And then, then where, did, where did time take you from there? So from in, uh, 2003, I went to, for music, mm-hmm. uh, relocated to the Bay Area. Mm. So I went to uh, Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. So, did you grow up in New York? Yep. Okay. So, you got to live in New York through the origins of hip-hop through the mid-90s. Yep. (laughs) Then you came and opened a restaurant in Minneapolis, and then you went out to the Bay. to the Bay, yeah. For the boom of the 2000s. Yep. I was there for that. I don't know if I've ever been so musically jealous of a human being in my life. Yeah, it was... Get the fuck out of here. And in here, too. So, like, so, the music scene... Yeah. The music scene that is still here, but... Then the birth of rhyme sayers, everything, everything, the birth of happening. doom tree, like it's all happening. So I, uh, this, God damn it. I'm so fucking jealous right now. This is insane. I was privy to a lot. I mean, it was this, and again, hindsight being 2020, you didn't know, like who knew? Right. Like, yeah, like if right. I'd have known, I would have, yeah. I would have, I would have bought that fucking uh, Amazon stock. But it was like, <laughs> who, who knew? Damn. But, um, so yeah, so I go out to, to the bay um, and and, I'm, and I'm sorry, just to just to clarify, going out to the bay was for music, not for yeah, yeah. So okay. I I decided so at that time I had a group, and so we were in a group, and we was it was either New York or L A. Sure. Right, which are the two meccas for for music. New York is way too expensive, and at the time, LA's not really my, you know, I like I like to go visit. But that's that's Charles's deal too. But it's something about it at that time, specifically for me at that age. LA said, "Keep your shit in the bag." To me, like mm. it was, it was, it was, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't exactly like you know. Like, I love to go visit, but it's the polar opposite of New York for me. Yeah, uh, and I can so see that. Bay Area was the happy medium. Uh, two hundred members of my group are from Oakland, so it was an easy, easy sure. decision. So can you can you say what the group was? Yeah, yeah. So the, at that time, so we when we were still here, we were co- we went through two name changes. So uh, it was Black Ice at one point in time, and then it went to voicemail. Oh, shit. And so our very first gig here, uh, like a big gig here, we did a, a gig for Verizon during that whole Can You Hear Me Now campaign shit. 
Um, and then when we got to the Bay, we changed our name. Right before we left here, changed our name to Icon. Oh, all right. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, and then shit happens the way shit happens. Yeah. Young, uh, young musicians and right. falling outs and egos. Egos and, I, and everything. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, happens to be happens. Happens to the best of us. So what, what started first? Was it music or food? Music. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, and, it, and it's crazy. So I got into to food to pay for studio time. Like, period. Yes. Like, uh, it was... Um, it's fucking snaps. On and that. Yes. I, uh, how it all transpired for me, so I was getting into shit in New York, in the Bronx, and um, my mom was like, you're not going to go to Job Corps since you can't get your ass in the straight now and do what you need to do, so... Job Corps, you have to pick a, a trade, mm-hmm. you know, and it's usually shit like uh, automotive, uh, carpet repair, and HVAC, and they had culinary arts. So I'm like, okay, I'll pick culinary arts. And just because I, I like to cook around the house with my mom, and, and I've always been into food. Um, I also was that kid that wanted to take the TV apart and see how it worked. So food provided that for me. For sure. Um, and then it just... I took a fucking like knack to it. Like it just was second nature because I was always art driven. The food, the art part of food is what I gravitated towards. So like how, how it looked and then, you know, being able to recreate certain things and all those different, uh, that I, I liked what I didn't figure out at that time. I couldn't put my, put my finger on it was that I associated how I wrote songs to like recipes. They're, uh, a good recipe is comprised of the same types of things as a good song. And it doesn't vary. Like, you might have, there's some idiosyncrasies, but yeah, yeah. you may flip things around structure-wise, but they have to be present. And so, for years, I just, it was just so second nature to me. And then, uh, then one day, I was like, the reason why this shit all makes sense to me is because I approach food like music and music like a food. Yeah. Well, so listening to your new record, which we I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but the fa- the first track on the new record mm-hmm. is literally called Mise en Place. Mm-hmm. And it sets the scene. Absolutely. Like not, not knowing you, it sets the scene for like who you are and kind of like where you came from. And then reading through the rest of the track list, it's literally devoted to that crossover between like restaurants and, and music. Yeah. And... Of course, like that's like a cheat code to get to my heart. Like you're you're just like you're you're making something that like of course I'm gonna fucking love it. But I and again, maybe it's just because you planted the seed in my head to start, but like I felt that listening to it, where it's literally like when somebody's in the kitchen and they know what they're doing and they hit that that perfect like zen space, like my favorite thing about cooking is when I stop thinking about it. Absolutely. And I'm just going. Everything builds in the same way that I feel like when I'm when I'm in a kitchen. And I've never been able to say that to a musician. And it's fucking awesome because it's obvious, even if you don't look at the titles of the songs, even if you don't listen to the lyrical content, you still can feel you building a recipe. And you know, like, it's almost like as the song is building, like you can smell, that's the onions and the garlic and the butter right there. Yeah. Like that's the scent that brings everybody into the kitchen and everybody's grabbing a nosh. And it's, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's really cool. Uh, 
we're going to end with one of the songs from your album mm -hmm. uh, for this episode, but do you want to talk about like the new album being out and where people can find it? And we'll hit yeah. it again at the end too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so for me, everything that I do or attempt to do is super duper intentional. And so again, it's just a, taking a chef approach to, to, to fucking life. Right. Yeah. So everything has to be intentional. You have to be planned out and very intentional about everything you do. And so with this project, um, it was important for me to show how symbiotic the two are. Mm. They just are, for me, it's just second nature, right? But I look at everything in life as the individual points of them as ingredients. So, oh, yeah. like, the world is a pantry to me. And everything is built and comprised of ingredients, and that entail would be a recipe, the level and the type of recipe that you yield depends on the quality of the ingredients. And so I wanted this, when I sat down to think about this album, Day Zero, which actually means from scratch, mm -hmm. um, was to be intentional about the ingredients. So no unnecessary ingredients. No, nothing, everything has a specific purpose and a, and a, and a reason for it. Uh, down to sonically, and and lyrically, and then I the content I wanted to I wanted it to be a story, yeah. right? and and to be it, it's an entirety, a fucking recipe, yes, right? And this is one of three, so this is yeah this is one of three. Oh shit! And, okay, all right. all right. And and also, this album is 12, 12 actual songs. It's sixteen tracks, twelve songs, four interludes, right? This album is paired with a twelve course tasting menu come on and so yeah so Let's each go. each each song has its edible component and so that my whole process and thought process was to create this experience the day zero experience to consume both of my loves in a unique way in a unique manner at the same time food and music are always paired together always did you do that meal? Like, I know you were planning on it when you and I met mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. Club Caraway. You were filming some some doc video yeah. about, I believe, about that meal. Mm -hmm. Did that happen? Are you doing more of them? Do you have, like, a play-by-play -play that people can follow if they want to do it themselves? Yeah, so what what is... The plan is this. The plan is to... I had to get the music out, first and foremost. So yeah, of course. I, I did that. Um, and the creation of um, the doing these, these experiences in a unique way. So I'm definitely going to do one in Minnesota. And the, the plan is to do this. I had, I had 11 cities earmarked to be a traveling road show, right? Yeah. And um, a new way to, you know, uh, consume food and, and, and music together and intentionally. So, like, every aspect is geared towards the most favorable outcome of consuming that item being the audible and the the edible at the same exact fucking time. And you can't separate the two because they, they, they both are conjoined at the hip. Um, so to answer your question, that is, that's coming. And it's going to come Great. and it's, I'm going to do it traveling wise. And Let's go. Yeah. it's gonna, it, I'm, I'm so excited about it because the, what people are seeing is it's, it's like the prequel. So, what they don't understand is that the dish that they're going to have, the song was actually inspired by it and vice versa. So yes. it's going to be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be so, I've been, it's little breadcrumbs. I've been dropping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm glad it hasn't happened because then we can because we can oh, still no, no, go. You, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta have. Yeah, I gotta super have selfishly. You two guys gotta be present. For oh, sure. I love that. And I'm excited. I'm I'm happy I didn't miss it because I thought I had. No, no, no. And no. that I didn't know when it was going to happen because I knew the album dropped. So I was like, did that meal happen? So it, it, initially I was going to, I wanted to do it at the top of the year. Um, okay. Right after that. But I, I, I figured it, I want to do it right. Right. So mm-hmm. you get a bomb only goes off once. Right. So I want to make sure that this bomb is an atom bomb. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the first one has to be. Um, the way I want it to do, so the way the way I want it, envision it, so that it um, people get the the full uh, vision of it uh, in an intentional way. So um, that's the plan. I'm I'm looking at hopefully Marchish to unveil, and then we Love just it. start fucking steamrolling. Um, Let us know. We'll yeah, gladly we, oh, circulate no, that sure. out to all of our people. Absolutely, because I I could not be more excited about something like that. We had a uh, former guest of the podcast. Uh, Multiple times, J.D. Fratsky, Chef J.D. Fratsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I, uh, pre-COVID, had started a series called Sounds Good, where we offered up, we we paired a meal with basically like 10 albums, mm-hmm. and then we sent the records out to everybody, the list of them, yep. and people could pick whatever songs they wanted. And then I DJed the soundtrack for everybody that was oh. collectively made up by all the diners, while we were serving the food. That's so dope. And I loved that experience so much. And unfortunately, due to COVID, the place that we had been holding it at mm-hmm. closed, and we just haven't got on our shit to do it again. And you took it a step farther because you actually made the music to go yeah. with that. It's, it, they're both from scratch, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was trying to pair things in my world mm-hmm. with a menu that a chef is putting together. And like between the two of us, right. we felt like we had done that. This is almost like it's that times 10. Yeah. And I think it's such an amazing idea. So if I can interject, this is actually a perfect segue to the first topic that we have. Correct. On our menu. Okay. However, I would like Quam to talk about what we're drinking today. Cause I just took my first sip and my eyes were just like, Oh, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it fucking delicious? It's so fruity. It's so, yes. it's so good. Yeah. So, so this is uh Hibiki harmony masters select. So this is a blended Japanese whiskey from our friends at Hibiki. Uh, shout out to the beam Satori family for being our sponsors and for being so good to us. Uh, we had originally been talking about whiskey and then uh, chef, when Charles shared a text message screenshot had said that you really loved Japanese whiskey. Yeah. And so uh, it was kind of rad because uh, I, I now work tangentially with Beam Suntory in my everyday career. Mm-hmm. And so I got to, I got to flex a little bit and say, we have a really important guest and I want to bring something cool. And they, they gave this to me. This was originally uh, a, a, a duty free only. So you could only grab it at airports and it's, they're real cagey about what's actually in it, but it is a blend of the Hibiki whiskeys. Yeah. So everything up to the 18 year is involved in this. Uh, they don't say what the proportions so are. So they're being cloak and dagger about what is in the blend. Which is quite. Because, yeah, I, I taste something that seems like port barrel age or sherry. I'm barrel with age. you on very, that. Very much sherry. Like yeah. Sherry, yeah there's sherry is very common for Japanese whiskeys, but also that's usually on a high value spectrum and really hard to come by. So just tasting this, I'm like waiting for it to hit the shelf. There's also, there's a little, I, I don't know if you guys are getting this. I, there's almost like a little hint of ginger somewhere in there. And I think maybe that's from like the fruitiness of 
of the sherry mixed with the smokiness. There's like the bite that I get from fresh ginger mm-hmm. is somewhere hidden in there, okay. and I can't quite figure out what that is. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I I love the body. It, it feels light on my palate. Yeah. And then it just comes with like after you swallow, it stays on your palate. Like to me, it does not disappear. No, as, no. as some do. And the flavor, the flavor is amazing. It, yeah. it really is. Um, and it's super unique and it's it's complex but yet straightforward. Um, I I'm a fan. I'm not surprised that Hibiki puts something like this out. Like, I, I've never had anything that I thought was a miss from them. Never. And that is just, it's a beautiful bottle. Uh, if you see it out, it's got this gorgeous glass topper on it. Um, it has the white box. The, yeah, white yeah. box. White. The the sort of ridged uh, cylindrical bottle. Yeah, tell it's, me Quam sent you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's one of those ones where, like, if you bust that out, even if people don't know what it is, they're going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It looks yes. special. Yeah. It, it definitely looks special. I thought it was Harmony. Like when you handed me the box when you walked in the door, yeah. I thought you just grabbed a bottle of Harmony, which I which will is, never complain about that. Which is also right? it's yeah. great because yep. you were like you were like, hey, I got us a bottle. I you know I pulled pulled some strings and I was like Harmony, yeah, I love Harmony. And then you know we were getting through the door of the mansion, we come inside and then the light kind of shone down on the box and oh. I was like, well, hang on yeah. a second. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Beam Suntory, they're they're so good to us, and it's rad to get to work with them. Uh, I was telling Charles, uh, I got a little preview of the things that they're pulling for episodes coming up, and boy, we got, I don't even care about the guests. We just have some really great shit to drink while we're talking, and they it'll be, <laughs> they don't, they don't miss. miss everything. I, I will say the, uh, the, the bottle of Midori is probably going to sit in that box for quite a while, yeah. but maybe maybe we'll figure out something to do with it. So my like my spoiler version makes it so that I kind of want to find out on the fly because yeah. it's just yep. fun when you walk through the door. Yeah, with yeah. This, you know, it's I awesome. Gotta, like I got to work that into uh, to the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to the people. Yeah, the good people yeah. That, like it, yeah. It, it's funny that. because Absolutely. like even after this this last sip. You have that like that fruity side to it, but I also there's like a there's like a chocolate note in there, and I love the idea of like uh like in in my head right now I keep going back to like like chocolate cheese berries mm-hmm. like r- somewhere right in there there's a little note of all of that going little, on. I could see a chocolate covered cherry kind of a situation. Yeah. Sure, yep. like when I lifted it up initially and I caught that first whiff, it did have kind of like a candied fruit. Mm-hmm. characteristic mm-hmm. and then on the palate some dark fruit some like candied dark fruit but that note makes sense it's almost like cacao like a dark yeah. chocolate cherry yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah fantastic so if you can get your hands on a bottle for sure it's in duty-free shops and i know that they're starting to put it out in retail uh if you see a bottle of this grab it it's yeah it's it's a great it also i feel like this is a really great intro to the beauty of japanese whiskeys where it's not too much of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you like that, then keep running. You can, right. If you want something smokier, you can find smokier. Absolutely. If you want something sweeter, you can find sweeter. If you want something that has more of like the dry notes, you can definitely find that too. But this would be a really, really great addition to any collection. And God, what a perfect like meal finisher. 
Oh my goodness! Like, yeah, this, mm. this, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you should. If you get a bottle of this, you should savor it. But I'm not going to. This bottle's probably not. Like <laughs> yeah, we gonna yeah. fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried when I when I called in this favor. I tried for a second to be like, you know what? And and like we'll we'll drink it, and then whatever's left, I can bring it back if you just want to give us a sample bottle. And then it was quiet for about two seconds, and I was like, I mean, for real, like we're it's not it's not coming back. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Yeah, 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 is, yeah. It's not gonna happen. I don't even know why I said that. Yeah, yeah. I can bring <laughs> you the box it. back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you the box. I'll give you the bottle. Like you can have the empty yeah. bottle back. Yeah, exactly. That was the Scandi Minnesotan in you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if you want. I'll yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll help never, you out. That's funny. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. All right. All right, Charles. So our first topic is a proper segue from all the conversation we yes. had about the pairing meal that you're going to have because mm-hmm. I was so fascinated about that concept, especially as like a marketing creative person. When you said that to me, I was like, that's some brilliant stuff. And it's something that I have never thought of. So... The topic is let's each take turns talking about a dish that we love to prepare and pairing that dish with a song or album that beautifully complements oh, it. Like and for your purposes, I would say maybe like someone you're inspired by since you're going to, I don't want you to give any spoilers away necessarily about your meal. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't anyway. Um, <laughs> um, that's actually, uh, I'm okay. So I would say... Um, Okay, I'll do Beef Wellington. This, there's a story behind this. Okay. Okay, so chef by the name of Walter Hines that I worked with at uh, Cafe Beulah in New York. Uh, it is Alexander Small's restaurant uh, way back when. Um, he used to say, let's put some music on to cook to. Cook to. And he introduced me to Carol King Tapestry. Hell yeah. And so I am a Uber fan yeah. of Carol King. Mm-hmm. Um and to this day, whenever I hear that any any one of those songs off the, the Tapestry album, I think of classic French food, because that's what we were doing. We were yeah. doing it was uh food from the Gullah States and, and things of that nature, but obviously classical French preparation, so uh, of things and so Good. Is there any way, just the, the mashing of those two things, like yeah. Gullah cuisine with classical French, could you give me an example of a dish? Because okay. that's fascinating yeah. to me. I love I love the yeah. thought of that. Yeah, so um, there would be things like, uh, like we had uh, rice pilaf um, that we did and and like a gumbo presentation. Oh, shit, though. okay. So it was, it, was a, it was very much a hodgepodge of different things. And, sure. Um, that was served with duck, you know. So mm. it was it was an amazing. Yes. Yeah, Alexander Smalls is 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 a culinary badass and has been for 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 decades. Um, also, we do like a duck liver pate um, that was wrapped in collard greens. Come on, with the Bing cherry compote. Holy shit! Uh, there was a, like a slew of like amazing. I want um, that mashups. so bad. Yeah. Uh, I want uh, that with this whiskey. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That would yeah, be yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It would be perfect <laughs> with this whiskey. A uh, uh, whole fried poussin on a, a waffle with fresh fruit. So this is predates chicken and waffles. Right. So this was this was yeah. so this was the wow. the mid nineties. So Holy this is shit. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't happening. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, yeah. It was so many different. But anyway, going through like I can like literally see. Um, the movements and, and again the the chaos, the organized chaos of a kitchen, um, and it's just a symphony. 
to this the beautiful you know voice of Carol King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, to me, that thing is is still mm-hmm. very poetic to me, um, and I, I that that audible sound yeah. of of the clanging of the the pans and the pots and yeah. and then hearing hearing that it's just it just takes me back to that that moment like immediately so yes. and then i think i just think that uh i think that uh having been in those moments where different things connect you to certain things sure. um sharing that with someone um is an ultimate uh, uh show of love yeah. right, and appreciation. And um, so I always tell people like, put some music on that you really jive with and do some cooking because there's nothing like it. Like it's the reason why it's the reason why holiday uh, music is a thing. Right? Yep. So Christmas music is a thing. That's why they have, as soon as fucking uh, Thanksgiving is over, it goes to 24 hours of Christmas music because people associate it with things they've done with loved ones. Yep. And so cooking is one of those things. And, and once you go that route, um, and then Beef Wellington because I just think it's probably one of the best uh, amalgamated dishes that there is out there. Like that, none of this stuff you should ever would ever go, new, normally go together. Like, who, like okay, I'm gonna make this very intense duck cell, which yeah. is a which is a fucking feat in itself. Yes. And, but it's that's just a layer of. That, that, I mean, it's just a layer in the of middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah. necessary though, yeah. but and it has that has to be right. So if you have a shitty duck cell. The Wellington is shot. Yep. I, I'm just I, it. I will admit that this is a dish that I have not successfully created. Most people have it. I, I have. Know, I have like made. It. I have made two really fucking C minus versions of it. Okay. As as a home cook, when you do Wellington really well for the first time, that's the last time. Oh yeah, you never. <laughs> why would you ever attempt no it again? Reason. Right? Yeah. Nailed it once. I, like I nailed I it once. It. Yeah. Everybody was here. I, yeah. If you wasn't here, you missed it. So what? Yeah, I, I straight up, it. it's over. We've talked about it on the show. <laughs> That's me with Nioki. I did it uh, right one okay. time. Okay. While we were recording this show, in the middle of like our like in the last three years, I finally nailed Nioki, and I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not doing it. Well, anymore. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm not ruining it for myself <laughs> no. anymore. I've yeah, had I'm, I've yeah. had so many homemade subpar ass Nioki's where I'm like, I mean, it's edible, so it's fine. I, I feel like I I need to try again, yeah. and then yeah. and then if I nail it, I'll be like, cool, yeah, yeah, never yeah. have it again. Done. Check. Nope. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, deuces uh, in the air. Yeah, I'm out the club. Yeah, never We're again. Done. Another thing I want to say about Wellington it is somehow at once one of the most underrated and one of the most overrated foods on earth. <laughs> at the right? same time, I yes, I 100% agree with you because I think people have this lofty ambition in their mind, having never had it, that it's just something that is greater than it's just this otherworldly food. It's not necessarily that everything that was put into it bounces perfectly. It's that it is like rich and you're really treating yourself and a really good one is really great. And when you have it and it's perfect and that's what you had in mind, it's fucking beautiful, but also there's a party that's like, I mean, I don't know if this all makes sense together. <laughs> well, and I'm, I also will add a layer of humor on top of it. I, I have a weird fascination with Gordon Ramsay, not as a chef, but as a cartoon character. He is, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the, the, the meme of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I'm fascinated by it. And he has diversified himself into like what like seven shows right now yeah and somehow in all seven all shows built off the, of the fucking wellington exactly <laughs> he always has to remind everybody in every fucking he'll be at like like a like a, a puerto rican restaurant in Doesn't queens matter. new york yeah. and he'll be like i have made a beautiful gorgeous 
beef Wellington. Yeah. And you're like, that's what, why are we, no, why? we just have to push, push that in. Let's just do and it. it's, and every time, every time I see it on the menu, all I picture is him. Gordon Ramsay does the same thing that like Donald Trump does where he has to add weird adjectives in front of every single ingredient. He's like <laughs> the most beautiful <laughs> cut of beef. Gorgeous. Ducks out. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. The most fine, beautiful pastry on the outside. Luscious, every single thing. Pastry. And that's all, that's pastry. for whatever reason, that's the only dish I associate with his voice doing that. And every time I see it on the menu, that's it. And then for some reason, because I'm obsessed with that, I want to do it at home because I want to like do it. Like, here we are. A beautiful piece of beef. A gorgeous boop. Every single time. I'm, I am I have to do it. The Wellington to me, so this is what, Again, like, and I agree with what you said, Charles. That um, it's not that it's 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 so great, right? But when is when one is done right, boom! All of the parts that all of, if, when everything is done like to like to perfection, it is it is fucking delicious. Yeah. Like like absolutely when that puff pastry is is right, and then you have the the duck cell is nice, and then the the, the, the sauces, everything is good. The demi is mm. like it is phenomenal, and then. You probably have like some. I mean, it's it is a night night meal. Don't get it twisted. You eat that yeah. shit, and yeah. it's it's just fat overload. Like right. it is just it's. It's not for date night. No, 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 no. I mean, it's for date night, but the date yeah, night yeah, the date, the date, yeah, yeah. It's but over. That's also CFTF. like That's why I love your music selection, though, because as tapestry ends, like you're reclining with like a uh, yeah, beautiful big glass of red wine, absolutely, and like like maybe a fire going or some candles maybe, lit, maybe. yeah, and you're just absolutely. you're cuddling up. It's like just, that, that actually, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, and, it, and I get that warm and fuzzy feeling with mm-hmm. that, with the music and that same thing I feel with the, okay. Absolutely. Who's next? Uh, all right. So for me, uh, I thought about it and I think mm-hmm. partly because we're, we're encroaching on, it's finally going to have to be winter and <laughs> we've done a really good job at like kicking that can down the street a little ways. But the fact is we're coming up on Christmas. We live in Minnesota. It's going to happen. And I try to bring more flavor, more color, and more spice in to sort of like convince me that in my kitchen it's not winter, even when it's bleak as hell outside. And so the thing that I kept coming back to when thinking about this question was um, we were fortunate enough in the Twin Cities to get about eight years with this ridiculous funk and soul band called Sunny Night and the Lakers. And Sunny Night should have gotten his flowers for 30 years before. Mm-hmm. But thanks to institutional racism, bullshit record labels, he just was always almost there and never quite made it. And he got a band together, a bunch of like literally like music and performance school kids mm-hmm. got together. He was twice as old as, more than twice as old as anybody else in the band. And they lit the city on fire and played for about four and a half, five years straight. They put out one studio, no, two studio records, and they put out one live record. And that live record on my record player, while I make some big-ass, spicy-ass, smoky-ass chili, is my shit. Because that is my medicine against everything happening outside the windows. Inside my house, it's hot as fuck. I'm in my socks dancing around in the kitchen, like just looking like an idiot. I'm stirring a little bit here. We're sauteing some veggies here. We're rendering down some fat over here. I'm probably going to make some cornbread. Absolutely. Like 
all of the smells are warm, savory, and spicy. All of the sounds are warm, savory, and spicy. Yeah. Bright-ass horn section, just killing it. Bass player and drummer, the rhythm section is just bringing it underneath. That is the sound of what I want my chili to taste like. And I love that once you kind of get through the stages of rendering out fat for the meat and cooking down veggies a little bit, then it just becomes a waiting game. Mm -hmm. And then it's, then I can focus more on the music and every 20 minutes, 30 minutes, grab a little scoop, mm -hmm. just take a little taste, figure out where we're going to adjust from there. That is my absolute jam. That is my fuck you to the winter. That is my frost on the windows. I'll melt it from the inside out. That's my shit. I just want to, I just want to be there. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. That Dude. sounds amazing. Using the spoons as percussion as you, yeah, exactly. as you yeah. fill up the sink. Fucking it right. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> I do that shit. Oh, Absolutely. man. Crack, like, I, honestly, I, 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 because as a gentleman who worked in craft beer for eight years, I want to tell you that I'll crack a beer. But to be honest, I love like a really fruity red wine mm -hmm. while I'm cooking chili. Sure. It's, yeah. it's my, my jam. Like, give me like a bright ass Syrah. Give me. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe a Pinot, but like a Chianti. Talking yeah, about the it, winter too. Yeah, absolutely. That feels okay. Good. Level mm. of spice. Where we at? So, all right. So, in a perfect world, I like it where underneath my eyes and the back of my neck sweat. Like I, that's that's where I love. Okay. So right right underneath, I need a glass of milk. <laughs> you know, like I want it to be like this is really good, but I'm gonna keep hitting this beverage and right. oof, that's hot. That's why I love it, but I do recognize that some of the humans in my world don't love it like that. Gotcha. So what I'll end up doing is either breaking it in two batches. Modifiable. Kicking yeah, it yeah. up. Or uh, Charles and I are fortunate enough to have a number of friends who make hot sauces. And uh, there you go. friend of the podcast, John Buck, uh, we've even had a hot sauce party for the last four years where you show up, you bring one that you have open and you bring a food item to share yeah, group of and then the other nine bottles are just to give out. So you Go come ahead. in with 10 bottles of your own sauce. You leave with half a bottle of your own sauce and then and nine then, other bottles. That's amazing. Yeah. So I also do love the fact that like the hot sauce book. Club. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's really it. Right. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before, like Charles, you made a Sunday gravy hot sauce with chocolate habaneros that like Saturday night gravy. Sat sorry, Saturday night gravy. Was it for pizza. I like straight that. up changed my fucking life for pizza. Because yeah. the the cacao notes in those chocolate hubs actually really worked well because I put um espresso in my chili. Okay. And those two paired so well together that I used that uh, entire about the mole bottle. Hot sauce. What's that? Say you're talking about the mole hot sauce. Oh I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you made the mole hot sauce with Chocolate abs, right? Chocolate abs, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. sorry. That's Saturday I got to mix up. was a green chili hot sauce. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pizzas. Sorry, I got them. Yes. I got them mixed up. Yep, yeah, the the mole one, like mm -hmm. it was it was perfect. It was like it was made. Cacao, yeah, the fact that abs. I haven't been hanging out with you, you, you dudes is, is, is <laughs> well. We're the best part is we can this remedy this going I, forward I, immediately. I feel slighted. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. So spiciness, man. Like. I noticed, here's something I want to point out. I noticed recently, and I think it's a sign of aging somehow, that when I eat really spicy food, I get tears streaming down my face. Oh, yeah. I didn't used to get that. So now I Call guess, that the Coldplay effect. I call it Da Vinci Spicy. <laughs> I call it Da Vinci Spicy because I cry out how beautiful it is. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that it's, didn't used to happen. It's always, it's always the, uh, the, the song Fix You by Coldplay. It's like tears yeah. streams <laughs> down your face. <laughs> like yeah, That's yeah. every time. I'm like, oh, shit, we got some Coldplay. <laughs> 
This so spice to me is is a is a unique uh, conundrum. Sure. So there's a level of heat you get to if you cross the threshold, it 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 kills flavor. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. But there's a there's a specific point to where it is a total enhancement for experience. Mm-hmm. And if you hit that that magical point. And all the flavors are hitting it once. It, it is euphoric. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Like that's the the key to my chili is dried guajillo peppers, okay. because there is a smoky, savory, almost like earthy mushroom note mm-hmm. to them, and that's the grounding. I everything else in my chili is sharp. It's acid. Right. It's high salt. It's bright. That is that's what that holds it to the ground. Yeah. And to me, that's where I love the heat. And that's why that mole hot sauce that you made was so good because it it paired in this beautiful warmth that lingered on your palate for minutes after you were done with the sort of slight sweetness, slight bitterness, slight roastiness of the cacao in there. Yeah. And that's what I love. Cause it then you have this, you have this it, in my head, it's like you have these like super high ceilings, or if we want to go music, it's the bright horn section. Mm-hmm. That's the tomatoes. That's the salt. That's the, I, I do a little lime juice in there. Like that brightens yeah. it up. But, and then you have sort of all of this middle where it's just salty umami goodness, but it has to have that floor. It has to have that, sure. that low that, base. That, that, that base to base. Yeah, that has to be where, where that sits because then you actually have the, the, the full palate yeah. to me. Yep. No, for sure. Mm. Which is why a lot of, I would say a lot of, uh, the, the sauces that are on the market are usually all one note. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then that, they don't have that range of mm-hmm. of, uh, of complexity. I like food to be as spicy as possible while still maintaining some integrity in the, the flavor profile of that food, which is why I like Asian and East Indian food way hotter than I like a lot of more delicate foods. Mm-hmm. For instance, Indian food, if I'm having lamb vindaloo, I want it blistering hot because the spice backbone, the spice yeah. is in there. Mm-hmm. You can still can hold observe up to that. them yeah. when it's mm-hmm. blindingly hot. That's that food that I've remarked before when I order it. If I order it on Uber Eats or for, for pickup, I say five star. It's for a brown guy. <laughs> make sure. That's funny. Oh, we're, I live in Minnesota, so yeah, I got to yeah, make that, sure. That's funny. They know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I make an admission on this podcast? That's funny. Did you do it? So did you steal the move? <laughs> so I I almost did. So there's a there's a there's a Thai restaurant that yeah. that delivers to us. Uh, if you're in the Twin Cities, it's called Nong's Thai. Nong's is the it's, shit, by dude, the way. Dude, it's amazing. Nong's it's, is the shit. Yeah, they're in New Hope. Uh, it's a suburb. It's in a strip mall. Dude, you're gonna blow the spot up because like like dude. you already can't park in there. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You there's already get whiskey. Yeah, yeah, wild yeah, Thai yeah. food. <laughs> Our birds' heads are falling off. Exactly. So I. <laughs> I really wanted to cook that night. I got stuck yeah. at work late. I'm on my way home. I felt like shit. It was like sort of that, like for anybody out there listening that lives in a cold climate, the first time it turns cold, your body just sort of rejects it. Like I don't have a cold, but I just kind of felt like crap. Right. And I, all I wanted, I was like, I want something that's like blinding hot. I want something that like puts feeling inside of me and then it can radiate back Opens out. up the pores. And so... My wife was like, yeah, the nongs, that sounds great. Yeah. So we're putting in our order. And I was like, dude, I've I've done five level spice there. And they're like, it's 
New Hope, Minnesota. Like yeah. they put like four chili flakes mm-hmm. on it. You don't really want a five. <laughs> so so I I typed in under notes. I typed in it's for a brown guy. <laughs> and then all I could think of was like, yeah, but like what if that ticket prints out? And then it's my my giant pasty fucking heavy cream looking ass opening the door. This dude's yeah. gonna be like, man, this ain't for no brown guy. <laughs> and I chickened out. I chickened out. I deleted it. I was like, like it's not your order. I just you wrote could have just been the Uber guy. I, the Uber East guy. <laughs> I know. But I thought, well, what if it prints up on the receipt though? I'm like, man, I I can't. And so I was just like, please make it spicy. That was what man, I wrote. That's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> You thought about it though. I, it, I typed it. You all did it out. in spirit. I had, I had the cursor <laughs> blinking at the end of guy, yeah. and I was like, man, like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. this. I don't. Is this, is this is this uber blackface? Like, what am I doing right what, here? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it hot? Oh, they they killed me. They, they got right, it. Good, yeah, good. All right, good. it was exactly what I wanted on the way so, in. And it was osmosis. You got the point across. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I it was spicy enough that I had my daydream about a milk bidet. There you go. And that's when I know like four hours after you eat, that's when you know it was good. When you're like, man, like, yeah, like a, a whole milk bidet would probably help me out a little bit. That would be, that would feel so nice. So, uh, Charles, what, what is, yeah. what is your, before we go any farther in a milk bidet, uh, what, what is your, uh, pairing? Yeah. Music, music and dish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I alluded, I alluded on an episode that like my proclivities of music are all over the place. And I talked about my enjoyment of Al Green and people have mentioned it to me like, yeah, I love Al Green too, but a good way to kick off a cooking session. So I'm going to pick a singular song, good way to kick off a cooking session when I'm cooking for my wife, if we're together in our home, uh, is to play something like upbeat, but kind of sexy. So like, let's stay together. It's a great, it's a super motivational kind of sexy, really fun song. And I love cooking to it. Like the beat, the tempo, the lyrics, everything. It just makes you feel really good. So like for a dish, I would think of something that's not a dish that'll make you TFTF. That means too full to fuck. Uh, <laughs> the old TFTF. Okay, that's stolen. That's in rotation. That's code. In the pocket yeah. already. That's, that's code we use if we have too much out to eat. <laughs> so, uh, and also this is topical because... Um, my friend Bosca yeah. runs the sushi program at a bar that you call a speakeasy called Cobble here. He is a fucking wizard. He is do, he's making the best sushi in the Midwest. Facts. I in Minnesota for sure. In the Midwest, maybe. He's that I'm, good. I'm, I'm coming to see you, dude. Dude, <laughs> we, the three I'm, of us I'm, need to go. Wow. Trust, yeah, trust go. me. Yes. It is trust. so decadent. Yes. And he is just killing it. Anyways, he asked me to stop by a couple of days ago to get some uni from him. And I told Marnie, I'm going to make uni pasta. Mm. Will you have some? She said, I have a couple bites. I'm like, man. But anyways, I go to pick it up and he meets me at the door. He gives me a full tray of uni. And underneath it, there's another clamshell. And I open it up and there's squid ink pasta in it. Ah. I'm like, how did you know? He already knows that you look like And he's like, I, I had it. I wanted you to have this too. So squid ink pasta, uh, the the beautiful uni. I make a sauce out of the uni. I use creme fraiche. Um, you can use crema in that as, it, it, alternatively as you want. And some Calabrian chili. Yeah. So adding a little bit of heat for the like sexiness mm-hmm. factor, making that spiral it up. And it's a the, nice, the beautiful, beautiful colors too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some chives. Sexy. That, and then a tongue on the top if you have any left over because, you know, I'm probably going to use it all for the sauce, but yeah. if you have a tongue left over, 
put that right on top. Maybe put a little little dollop of some uh, some uh, what? It's escaping me. Um, fish eggs. Rome? No. What's wrong with caviar? Caviar. That was Jesus. that was a tough one. Blinding <laughs> myself. Uh, and then some like really beautiful wine. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? So in my head, I'm I'm going like a a really bright white with that. Man, all I'm drinking now are Gruners and yeah. I do a Gruner with that. Yeah, yeah. Would work, I do that. It would work really that, nicely. Fucking. Sounds amazing. That that make my rich baritone ass just start trying to get that Al Green. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Let's Stay Together is one of those. It's one of 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 a handful of songs that you cannot be mad at listening. Mm -mm. It's it's impossible (laughs) to feel bad (laughs) listening to that song. I will dare anybody if you have a group of people in a room play the first ten seconds of that song. And tell me you don't see at least half that crowd turn to whoever they're with and just start moving their shoulders. It's an impossibility. Yeah, it's, that's, just, it's wired into our DNA. You have to act a little sexier when that, let's say that whole album, the album that that's that, like mm-hmm. the drummer. It's the same beat in every song, mm-hmm. but there's something about the the, the three four mm-hmm. to that whole. It's it's there's something infectious about it. Yeah, it's uh it's it's one of those things, man. It's like. I, I and it lends perfectly to Al's voice. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's so mm. so perfectly crafted. Like shit. Like I was just listening a couple days ago. I was just listening to Al Green's last record, uh, where with Questlove drumming. Yep. And like, even at that age, that dude's voice is still oh, yeah, he's, so ridiculous. Yeah. Like he just it, he's one of those. Like I'm I'm sure going back through history. There's always a few voices that convey everyone's collective emotions right. across that. Mm-hmm. But man, like for us to have Al Green for 30 or 40 years singing that way is it, caramel. Yeah. yeah it, it, mm. Man. Mm. Great choice. Well, that's also, that's a song. If you're listening to this and perhaps you're doing your me's right now, cause I listen to pods a lot when mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to cook or when I'm cleaning or when I am cooking, if you're listening to this and you're like lacking motivation for your meal, play Absolutely. that song after mm-hmm. the after you complete this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, do that. It's do, a, do that first. That's a song <laughs> where if you play that and you're beginning to cook, it's I agree. Put some bounce in your stuff. I agree. You're gonna chop a little steadier. I agree. Yeah, highly recommend. Hey, cheers, fellas. Cheers for sure. Look, clank. This yeah. shit is so good. This is yeah. Just, I um. I just have to say that I I uh, I would definitely want to be president of at both of these uh, fine dining establishments <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, for the uh, hell yeah. for, the, for, for both the music and the food and of course the camaraderie. Mm. Yeah, it's, yes. it's uh, there's it's like when when you speak that language, it it just translates yeah. so much more than you could. Even I wasn't know. hungry when I walked in here either, but now <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, it started out. Yeah, every we've been. We've been hitting all the right notes, unfortunately. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, all right, so Chef, yeah, we uh, all three of us in this room travel a lot, spend a lot of time on the road, yep. and one of the things, the more that I've traveled and the older that I've gotten, one of the things that I love talking to people about is when you travel, like, what's the thing you want to find in each town? Like, there's always, there's always like, oh, I got to go see this thing, and like the the unique aspects. But for me, when I travel, there's also a few things that I want to find that are sort of common mm-hmm. through every spot. Do you have a thing like that? 
Yeah, so whenever whenever I try, and now it's easier because of Instagram and social medias and shit, right? So I'm always looking for my tribe. So my tribe are service people, yeah. right? It just yeah. it's just because they, they it's no fluff. Now I don't give a, I don't care where you go on this planet. You want the truth? You ask the service industry professionals. Yes, They're gonna yes, give yes. you their version of the truth, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just want to seek out uh, the the spot, not the not the most trendy spot, but the spot. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 mm. the fact that you 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 quoted Nongs immediately. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so I can, I'll definitely yeah, I'll definitely just take any any recommendations this guy can throw at me because he knows. If you know, you know. It's one of those things. And yeah. so, um, just. Like what is the what is the what is the one place again? Like like you know the DJ guy that came. He was like, "You take me to a place that you would take a friend." That's it. And that's what that's what you want. You want yeah. people that I no no I don't don't give me the most the most happening spot. Those usually are trendy because of marketing. Give me the spot. You know what's the spot that you go to if you had you got two places to go to. One of them's home. Where's the other space? Yep. That you're gonna go to for. All of it, the vibe, the ambiance, and then of course, hell yeah, the food. I love that. So yeah, I always, I'm always seeking those experiences out. Um, in the in the last year of travel, is there is there a spot in another city that you would want to shout out where you just you found that vibe that you're yeah, just like, hell fuck yeah. yeah. So I just got back from Italy. So Piano Strada is now this happens to be the spot in the spot, like because <laughs> like, it's like the probably the most it's probably is the one of the best restaurants in Rome, but Oh my goodness! It's it's it's, it's it is a uh, it is a beautiful, um, beautifully decorated, and and as far it's like someone's home was opened up to oh, you, and you got to yeah. you got to really experience yeah. um, their heart on a plate, like on yep. every single pl- everything about the total experience from um, the minute you walked in. The, the the smells the sounds and all of the the uniquely heartfelt um, way that uh, the intention and detail was oh, taken I love it, that. it was so such an amazing experience I had um, and uh, I've never had better focaccia in my life yes, in my entire life yes, like, I've had a lot of I mean I've had yeah. some I, this. It's mm. wild how much focaccia can actually vary. Oh given how my goodness! Uh, so, all right. So, I I usually rate like best dining experiences. Um, and there's a couple of things that you don't you don't order out right. and expect a good. Like I don't you don't ever go somewhere and order eggs and expect them to blow your fucking mind, right? Sure. Because unless you're a French best, laundry or something. All right. Oysters and pearls. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you gonna say bread? Bread is another one. Yeah, bread is that's the that's the next the very next thing, right? Like you, you don't really expect unless you go somewhere and you have you have a croissant or 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 in this case this focaccia that was fucking mind blowing. Like I yeah. and, and again the simplest thing like pizza is another one of those things. Like, it's very simple, you know, four or five ingredients, but the execution and the level of of artisan. And then the mm-hmm. the individual ingredients themselves yeah. and what they can do. Oh my! It's right. It's like the assimilation of them that can sometimes be almost like baffling. How can what they're making be so much better? Head and shoulders above. You know, everything like else certain you- pizzas you have in New York City, for instance. Hey, 
I had a memory pop up yesterday. Sorry to digress, mm-hmm. but no, no. it was a slice of pizza, like Sicilian style, no cheese, spicy red sauce that uh, we got from Momofuku Co. Okay. RIP. Mm-hmm. When Splinter and I were there two years ago, they gave us that as like a parting gift. Yeah. And we were fucking stuffed to the gills. We just ate a whole duck after like nine other dishes. And so I was like, I'm taking this back to the hotel. So we went out and continued drinking. By the time I got to the hotel, I was hungry and I ate that thing like, you know, bleary eyed, like my eyes are barely open. And I was just like, oh, how is this so good? And at that point it was like room temperature. It wasn't, listen, it wasn't an optimal serving temp. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't cold, which is great, or hot, which is great. It's room temperature. Yeah. Shit. Passive pizza, but still dope. (laughs) No, no, no. But again, so, so like there's a, there were a few instances of that, like even down to the butter on the, like regular Mm. bread. So I, f- I forget where the hell I was at. I had, I stopped. I, I would, I refused to go further because the bread and the butter was so fucking phenomenal. Oh I was like, God. you know what? With you. I'm good. Yep. I, I'm good right here. And I'm, I keep bringing this shit out. I know this was, I'll pay you for it because I know this was free, but the bread was so phenomenal. It was, it was, it was a hybrid sourdough. Like, Hawaiian. I've never had Let, any bread like this. It was it was crusty yet soft. Oh, and, and was it like Parker rolls? Was it, it like, was yes. Yeah, Parker roll with a crust though. If you okay. can imagine it, it sounded, yeah, it was yeah. a weird Frankenstein, but it was fucking delicious. Well, I need this in my life. <laughs> and then and then the butter was yeah. was definitely house churned. Okay, for sure. Mm. Was it whipped? Whipped. Woo. Flew to sell. It was. Could you could you swipe? Were you just swiping it? I was, yeah, I was very much oh. getting my Neanderthal on, but it was it was very very it was euphoric. Oh yeah, like, we oh. I do I do a lot of fine dining, and that's like one of the things that that's the real amuse bouche because so many places, especially if they have a French standard, are going to serve you bread and butter, and that's like that's like the food side equivalent of a clean bathroom. You know, when you get a crazy bread service, dude, yes, and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait for everything mm-hmm. else because if they care this much about the bread and butter, yep. bread is this good. Get but the fuck yeah, out of here. And, and, yeah, exactly. And normally, most places shoot themselves in the foot with the bread. Like mm-hmm. you get how many places? Yeah. Times you get uh, you get warm bread, cold butter, oh. or, which I thought drove me just bananas. ripping like, it yeah, apart, yeah, just like, trying okay. to get it in there. Yeah. Or great butter, and or like great cold butter bread. and cold bread, or the yeah. bread is just shit. Like just, yeah, it's I just mean, like it's been yeah. sitting in that basket for a week. Yeah, you know? pre-sliced. What? You're like, like I don't yeah. want, I don't want this. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's mm. why um, uh, places that really care, like you said, that that take that attention to detail to the bread service. I didn't want to ruin it. Absolutely. This place, I didn't want to ruin. It. I was like, uh, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't need to go any further. Quick call out to Roos Chris. I I love your steakhouse in Minneapolis. It employs a bunch of my homies. Mm-hmm. Man, switching to like frozen ass bread ruined it. I uh, everything else okay. is the same, yep. and I'm still mad. Really? Oh, I literally, I I've asked them to not bring bread by, like just don't even set it down, yeah, because I'm gonna get mad, and then I'm gonna be madder at the rest of the food, even though the rest of the food is still super dope. Mm. Like I that please don't if you're gonna cut costs on the bread service, then don't do the fucking Why bread service. Why would you cut? The cost on the very first thing that you serve the guests. That's what I'm saying. Like that is literally like, like 
That would be the equivalent of inviting people over to your house to cook them a meal, and then when they walk up, just sort of crack in the door and be like, whatever, let yourself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. dude, that is my intro Absolutely. into the service. Mm-hmm. Please don't. Just don't do it. I'm not counting on that. Yeah. I will gladly yeah. put it on there as yeah. a thing I have to pay Absolutely. for. Sure. I will order that. Or don't do Yeah, you're right. Or but don't do it. Do and it I, right or don't fucking do it. I had a recent it. conversation with Next. a client about the fact that, like, even the things that you're not making money on, say something. It's storytelling. So, like, when someone steps through the door and the lighting and how clean the bar is and, like, the varnish on the wood and the way their feet feel when they sit in the stool mm-hmm. and they can set it up on the bar and the purse hook and then you hand them a towel and you look them in the eye and you say, hey, welcome, and you set down the menu and the menu's beautiful. Like, all those things, you, they haven't spent any money yet, mm-hmm. but you're setting up a precedent. Mm-hmm. Like, the cocktails are 18 bucks. Okay, well, now I believe you. Yep, exactly. Because you set up why right. I should be paying that. I, okay. I love that. Uh Charles, what would be your? We've had derivatives of this, but yeah. the funny thing is, I've never, I've never said this about like discovering things in new cities. Uh, but it's probably, in a weird way, it's perhaps the most important answer because there are you can find similarities in like fine dining and in casual dining and bars and things like that. You can find your flavor. The one thing that tells you about the frequency of a city, perhaps more than any other, to me, is the coffee culture. Mm. True. So when you find cafes, when you arrive in a city, that tells you a lot about what the local culture is like. That doesn't mean I have to get my highfalutin, like pour overs, like anaerobic Ethiopian coffees and things like that. But sometimes it's a matter of um, the decor, the vibes, yeah. like the, the ch- is it a chalkboard? Right. Is it, you know, we do cold press or we don't do cold press. We do iced coffee. Is it sort of like the seating arrangement or dogs in there? Do mm-hmm. they have their own baked goods? Are they bringing baked goods from elsewhere? But it gives you like the vibe of the community immediately when you walk into a cafe in a city that you've never been in before. You see like the people sitting there, the service staff, the food, the beverage service, the things that they serve to you. And sometimes that might mean that they have like good pour over or like sometimes they're doing like custom drinks, which means they're maybe a little bit behind. Like, Uh you know, they're they're just beginning to do like flavored foams and things like that. It helps you to understand a lot about everything else that's happening in that city, like their art scene, their music scene, their food culture, their bar culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the kind of thing that, I guess I never really, maybe latently in my brain, I knew that that was a thing that I cared about and made me think about the rest of the city when I arrived. Fuck yeah. But not actively. This made me kind of think about it. Like, yeah, actually, it says a lot about the city. I it's, love it, that. It's interesting that you say that because you're 100% right. And I never, th- I had never really thought about it. Yeah. But it, yeah. It's, it's, it gives you a complete bead on the happenings mm-hmm. of, of the city based on who's, who's present all the things that they're serving and, and they and how they're doing it. You're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. right. I uh one of my favorite memories from traveling in the last few years was my wife and I went to Reykjavik in Iceland and we went to the the sort of art deco church that's on the top of the hill that everybody takes pictures of yep. in Iceland. If you go straight down from that, about a block and a half, there's a, a coffee shop and my wife had looked it up. She's a huge coffee junkie. She said like this is the highest rated coffee shop like let's roll through there so uh she had to use the restroom i i was ordering coffee for her gentleman in front of me is icelandic he orders coffee then moves to the side 
I walk up, I order our drinks, and they're all like involved. There's like a pour over thing going on. There's a couple like cool. Uh, I had uh, actually a coffee. That was where I had an anisette in coffee for the first time. Ah. So as I'm waiting, uh, there's a record player right there, and then they just have two shelves, one on the left, one on the right, of of records. And I look, the guy that had just ordered the coffee in front of me is like flipping through the records on the left side. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it on the right side. And we're looking through, and I found uh, a Duran Duran record, their their first full album. And I was like, pulled that, I'm like, you know, it's it's earlier in the morning, it's a beautiful day, like I could get into that. And I look over and he's holding Prince's Purple Rain. And he looks at me and I was I just pointed, I was like, yep. Yeah, you go there. Yeah. Put it back, set it. <laughs> he puts it on and we're just standing next to each other. We still have not said a word. It starts. And as the first song starts playing, everybody just kind of looked up and started nodding along. And I was like, oh my God, you just created a vibe. Mm-hmm. I just looked at him. And we just did one quick like pound, like just fist bumped each other. That was it. Never said a word to each other. His coffee came up. He walked off. Mine came up. Boom. We walked off. And it just changed the mood. But you're right. Yeah. That was that set the tone for the entire day. For the rest of your trip. Yeah. They have good coffee. Yep. It's like the frequency yeah. of the city. Like you went in there and it's you dope. gave you an inkling of what the people are like, what the culture is okay, like. Okay, Charles. So... Where, if somebody's coming to the cities, yep. where are you sending them to get their coffee and their daily dose of mm. vibe? Yeah, that's a great question because I don't have a centralized home for coffee anymore. But if someone's asking me, send me where the coffee's great and the vibes are also right, I would say SK Coffee. Mm. Okay. Uh, SK Coffee has two locations, one in St. Paul and one in Minneapolis. Both are like really kind of, they're a little granola-y, but they're very chill, really well curated in regard to like the decor. The staff, very, very knowledgeable. The coffee is spectacular. They're also a roaster. Okay. And the coffees that they roast, they're doing a lot of really small, like micro lot stuff, anaerobic stuff. Mm-hmm. They do this Colombian that is... Uh, double fermented with lemongrass mm. so it it smells and tastes a little bit like fruit loops it's very interesting the first time i had it uh the owner roaster sam future guest of the pod he's gonna be on very soon actually made me a cup and he said have you ever had a hot coffee that's refreshing damn and right. he was right i was like <laughs> damn ah ah so that is absolutely that's absolutely right send somebody because I think they're doing stuff that I am not able to find in major cities. Right, absolutely. So it's kind of like yeah. one of those. Uh, I say hidden desert. Yeah, yeah, like, for hey, sure. We're doing some. We're doing some fun stuff here. And then I would send them to neighborhoody spots, places that have like really great food that they make themselves. Yeah. A lot of options, but that's where if they say, "Give me coffee and give me good coffee, good surroundings, good people." Yeah, Co- good coffee number one. Let's go to let's go to SK Coffee. It's funny because my answer for this is kind of the the opposite end of that coin, okay. and it's like, where do we find the commonality? Mm. And uh, I've talked about it a lot. My, I have a, an unnatural love for dive bars, uh, <laughs> and it's natural. When <laughs> when I was thinking about it, like we've I've 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 traveled three times in the last two months, not even yeah, yeah well two full months, right? 
Sure. And the the places that I love the most. Mostly with me. In all three cities. Yeah, two of the three were with Charles. Uh, all three places that I went, my favorite bar experience was at a, at a dive bar. And we had ridiculous yep. shit that we had. But when we were in Nashville with Jesse Valenciana, uh, Dukes, man, that was, it was perfect. It was ice cold ass no beer. And, and yeah, no nonsense. Some shats. Always good ass jukebox. Always some ridiculous special on the, the juke. Nashville's uh, fun. Uh, when I was in Atlanta, same thing. We went to a bar down the street from a friend of mine's when place. Were you at, when were you in Atlanta? I was in Atlanta five weeks ago. Week after me. Yeah, yeah week so after me. What's, what's the dates? Uh, it was the, the it was Halloween weekend. It was I was there the twenty seventh of when October. Did you leave? I was there the week before that. We just let we just crossed. <laughs> <laughs> he was there the so weekend there before. The week before. And, and so then, I was there for my birthday. So, so my album release party was in. Atlanta. No shit. Love it. What what November date? 3rd. What date? No. Uh, so I left yeah. like three days before that. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine's band got back together after twenty years, so oh, I went I down you. there for that. It was awesome. it was rad. But same shit. When we were in New York, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Double Chicken blew my mind. Attaboy was incredible. Attaboy is. But Attaboy's like it was it was when we found like the, the place <laughs> that had like cold ass high lives. Like uh, that's sure sure. Uh, I say Ray's because Ray's just well, makes me feel. I good. mean, honestly, Ray's was kind of like where it was going. It was either that or uh, was it Blind Tiger? No, yeah, the the beer bar that we went to. Oh, um, oh yeah, um, I'm blanking uh, on it. So am I. But then, like, even going good back, time it must have been. Yeah. It was like <laughs> an acronym. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it like? Whatever, we'll uh, whatever. But even <laughs> going back farther, like that's always the thing that I love. Like uh, I have a couple friends that moved. One of my sort of business mentors moved out to Vegas with his wife, and I went out there to I'm visit to Vegas them. Tomorrow. Oh, dude! So yeah. off off the <laughs> off the strip, there's a place called the Hard Hat Lounge. Okay. It smells like they still let people smoke in there. I'm sure they probably <laughs> do. There's video poker inlaid in all the bar seats. Oh shit. They literally have their high life bottles come out of the cooler at 31 degrees. Like if if you get a good one from the back of the cooler, the first little sip chips, will have like yeah. little ice chips in there. Yeah, I'm with it. And then the there's a kitchen pop up that's just become permanent, but they just make uh they make Detroit style pizza there. DBA. DBA. That's what we were I just talking about. To make sure like we like that. literally, we we played <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Like Charles whooped my fucking ass at Mortal Kombat while sitting at the bar in New York, like drinking beers, beers. like so. just. Literally controllers just right on there. That's, I love it because that's the place where the service industry yeah. goes. Yeah. That's the place where the bartenders don't give a fuck. And if you ask them where I should go, they're not going to come up with some like high flute and ass shit. It's yep. just going to be, this is where I would go. Yes, yeah, Or like go say hi to Ray. Tell him that, that Jimmy two times says, what's up? <laughs> give him a fucking dap. And then he'll let you in this other room. Right. And right, then right. in that other room, it's just, Two dollars cheaper, Jameson. Like that's that's the shit. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, even going all the way back to when my wife and I changed when we were first kind of hanging out, and it went from like casually talking shit to like hardcore flirting to us getting together. It was because even in L.A., my buddies and I had found a bar that had four dollar Jamesons and four dollar Patron. And we were like, let's never leave. We had, <laughs> we had now. an <laughs> actual like CD jukebox. Oh, shit. And we just loaded yeah. that shit up. We took it over. We were asking the bartender what she wanted to hear. And she was just kicking out songs. We just hung out. Like yeah. it's, it's the equivalent to me when you find a dive bar in a city that has the character. It's the equivalent of showing up at a city and having a stranger invite you over to their house. 
You're not, you're not doing anything touristy. You're not doing anything that's going to be on any of the websites. Right. You're hanging out with a real person in that town. Yeah. A person that's from there. That's how I feel when I walk into those places. It's like the it's like the children's tale of testing the porridge and testing the beds too. Yeah. Because it's it's very much like testing the beds because we did some trial and error in <laughs> Nashville. And we do it everywhere. I mean, I do it everywhere, you do it everywhere. We've done it everywhere together where you see a place and you kinda like suss it out. You're uh-huh. like, I think so. I think so. You think so? And there was one night before I had my my fancy meal that we needed a couple beers to buy some time. And we walked into a dive bar that from the outside looked like a cool dive bar, yeah. but it was fucking stupid. Yeah. It was, it was just <laughs> it was a tourist just, trap. When was, we got yeah, in there. A bad, Absolutely. Yeah. Story like, roll but, of dice. But <laughs> flip, flip side for that. Yeah. That's also the same reason that we ended up at uh, New York's Lower East Side's finest gay bar, the stick it in. That's right. Because oh, 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 I've been dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that place is the shit. Right, so, so listen, so that's one of those places like like the up down. They have a one this in San Francisco too. Well, OIP, but um, it's just a kick ass vibe. Man. Fuck so yeah! You guys been to the box? I've not. That's in that's in New York too. That's another one of those places. It's just okay. It's I mean it's it's out there, dude. I, I mean, but it's fucking it's it's a blast. Give me a dive bar, gay bar, it's, any day. It's just a fucking blast. Drinks are on point. Music extra Music is on, always point. on point. Yeah. Everybody just wants to hang out and have fun. Like it was it, again. It was it was Bunch an amazing of cool experience. That just want to have fun. Yep. fun. That was it. That's, the, all I, that's all I care about. A great story of my brother's bachelor party in Chicago was our friend. Our friends, two of our friends, were staying in Boys Town. One of my friends didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. and we were like all going to our parts of town to go back to like our B&Bs or hotels or whatever and this friend just went out drinking near his Airbnb and didn't realize he was he didn't realize all night that he was just drinking in gay bars and he told us about it the next day and he had the fucking greatest night of course because <laughs> you would because of course bars. Yeah, everybody just wants that just like they're bars. super welcoming and like everybody's super uh, open it was, like it was adorable when he was like yeah they were buying me shots of Jägermeister and beers and yeah, they're I like oh honey drink come all on night. in <laughs> yeah no he was like yeah he's like I had such a great time and then uh, our friend who was staying with him was like you know we're staying in Boys Town right and he's like yeah what, is it, what does that mean and he said it's like it's all gay bars it's like a stretch of yep. really great gay bars and he was like okay it makes sense I get there it, it is yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> he did the like the end of usual suspects where he kind of saw all the things on the wall it was like oh uh, yep yep that all tracks yeah and he's he's a good dude and he is like uh you know he 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 loves people as they are but he would never i think knowingly willfully yeah. just like Go to a here. bunch of gay bars, but I think that in, when we when we talk about it, he like has a sense of pride about it. Like, yeah, man, what a great yeah. night! I had so much fun. Good, that's, that's awesome. You Good. know, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. It is. It truly is. It well, truly is. Should we cheers to that? Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers to stick it in. Boom to, to the stick it in. This keeps getting better and better. I'm telling you, it is so like, good. It really, oh my god. Oh my goodness, killer. All right, so, Chef Porter. Yes, sir. It's the little things, so they say. What's a small, possibly innocuous activity that makes you very happy? Ah. Uh, I, I, I will attest that it is the little things. Um, so they say. So they say, right? <laughs> so, 
I think um, I think everybody has a little bit of ADHD in them. I, I, I'm a firm believer in everybody has a touch. Yeah. Some more than others. Sure. There's a range. There's definitely a range. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's something about organizing the stuff in the refrigerator. Oh, hell yeah. That uh, That is, and this again, it's just, and I'm a little fanatic about it. And then once it's fucked up, though, I'm done with it. Like, 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 like once somebody, like, you know what? Over it. Yep. You know what I mean? Gotta walk away. <laughs> I gotta be in that mood again. You to gotta get to wait that for point. the reboot. Exactly. That exactly. Comes. Yeah, yeah, so, like, there is, uh, and I don't know who the fuck is designing refrigerators today. Not, not cooks. For sure. Like, it's, it's, it's not ergonomic at all. Like, there's not enough space. Like, you either have, you either have space for a gallon of milk or you don't. Like, like you can yeah. you move in the shelf like okay the one like spot. yeah There's yeah you got you got the one and then it's usually one awkward ass spot and then yeah. okay so where like nobody has leftovers anymore like nobody like they, these they, they're not they're, I don't know like what 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 size are the motors on these bitches that you got to design them so that they're, they're so. <laughs> I don't get it. And also, for anybody who like is serve safe certified or who have has ever dealt with like how you're yeah. actually supposed to stack yeah. a cooler, FIFO and all that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why the fuck are the vegetable crispers always in the bottom of the fridge? Yeah, that is so, literally what we teach everyone in the kitchen do. not yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go home, and they're like, "This is the only possible yeah. place we this can do it. this. This is it, That's for you, it. sir." We want everything. If it, there's everything, no other option, shit. we want everything to fall on the ready to eat yep. items. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because that makes all the sense what in the world. The fuck yeah! Makes somebody, me so mad. Somebody design. Maybe we just we should start a fucking refrigerator company. I'm telling you, it'll be cheap. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's prototype some refrigerators. <laughs> it'll be an actual ice box. So you have to still put ice in. <laughs> It's a Yeti with a divider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all we can afford to do, man. And the divider is high life, though. <laughs> uh, isn't that just five Yeti coolers sewn together? Yeah, exactly. Shut up! Shut That's up. proprietary information. Why are they all full of high life and cabbage? That's hilarious. Sorry yeah. for the farts. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. We don't so, have a sorry right. for that. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just went dramatic hamster because that's hey, why not? That's always when you're like, is this a fart? Is it? <laughs> that's is it? always. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's it's uh, organizing the, the fridge. Yes, mm, I love that. Oh God, I I went back and forth on this a few times because I want to answer that it's having a clean house because I'm not good at that, but my wife is, and then I like she's like. You do the bathroom, you do the kitchen, okay. like that kind of shit. It's rad when you're yeah. like, oh, this is what it could look like. Because I, <laughs> my, oh, so my 24 ADHD hour TV. a day ADHD <laughs> shit, like mm, I, the amount of things that I could walk by and not notice is absolutely frightening to me every single day. Like the things that I just don't see. Yeah. But if I really wanted to fucking push in, it's when I do, when I do a big batch of, something and right now it's soup season there's nothing that makes me happier than knowing that i just made like eight quarts of broth or stock or i just made six quarts of chili or i did uh, butternut squash soup like whatever it is there is there is something that is so sustaining for me 
and I, I will, I'm saying this as somebody who has shit from like 2022 that I still haven't like eaten. But oh, I got stuff pre 20. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, I got like, multiple freezers. So I guarantee you, you I guarantee you, you got pre pandemic. Blame the player, blame the I have, I have three freezers in my house. My house is 1,700 square feet. Yeah. There are three fucking freezers in that yeah. house. Yeah. I guarantee you, I have something that is covered in so much frost. I don't even know what it is. But you're gonna be real sad when you find out too. Yeah, it'll be like, first oh, you're gonna be like, oh, God. if I only knew. <laughs> but I will say, like, that is the thing that gives me the most satisfaction. When uh, one of the things that my wife has absolutely perfected is like a traditional French roast chicken. And my favorite thing about it is A, getting to eat it in my kitchen smelling like that. But B, knowing that it's soup. When she tells me that's what she's making. Soup is coming next. On my way home, I'm I'm getting my onions. I'm getting my dill. I'm getting my carrots, my celery, like peppercorns. And then I know stock. that I will have, I, I go, I actually will say I go full broth. I don't go stock. Okay. I do full broth and I cook with broth because then I already know the salinity, the salinity levels of what I'm putting in my broth. Salinity now. Right? Salinity now. I love doing that because then it's almost like it's already inherent in the recipe and then I can season at the end. Right. But as much as I love stock, I, I have fully committed to... I want to do broth all the way because if I just want soup, I already have it. And then if I want to cook with it, I just don't use salt until the end. There you go. And to me, that's that's like the key because then I can get the most out of every time I do that. But mm-hmm. it gives me so much joy. Like when, again, when the whole kitchen and living room yeah. smells like that, it's like this joyous harmony of the uh, the aromatics of the herbs and then of just that glorious, unctuous chicken fat Mm. just simmering right on top. That that's, that's it. That's when I either go like really, really heavy bass hip hop Mm. or I get into like really, really sad boy fucking emo shit. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just (laughs) like, yep. Like this is, this is what I need inside of my soul. Yeah. That's that good. uh, That, that, that broth that you're speaking of, mm-hmm. that's 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 that good sipping broth. Like I'm, by itself, I'm with like, you. Like, like sure. you can just that's that good. St- oh my goodness! I have a I have a, a 33 ounce like cylindrical, like it's not a Yeti. It's just like a random one. And for whatever reason, it's classified in my head as that's my that's my broth bottle. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of winter, when I'm feeling like shit and my voice is trash. That's like I literally will fill that with soup broth, and mm-hmm. I'll just cruise around all day and drink that. That's that's my coffee for that day. There you go. And I'm telling yeah. you, man, it. I don't care if it's psychosomatic; it works. Well, that's how you that know the fucking difference. Works. That's how you know the difference between like a good or bad stock or broth is if you just drink it straight. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was my my last bout with COVID. I didn't even know I had COVID because I tested negative twice. So I found out later, but anyways, I was sick and I just wanted to sip on some broth and we had, all we had in our pantry was, I think it was Kirkland brand. It was Costco brand. Mm-hmm. And so I poured it in a mug and heated it up and it was really bad. Yeah, I was surprised at how bad it is. And I, turned to Marnie and I said we're not buying that anymore she was like but that shit that you buy because like we, <laughs> I like to make it but right. I don't always have freezer space to be frank with my two freezers they're usually full or like fairly full where you know if I'm making broth I'm making a lot or stock Absolutely. 
But I get uh, Imagine, I believe, is the brand. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That, it's gotten yeah. so expensive, but it's fucking fantastic. And I'm because, like, you know, I'm, it, like it, I'm, I'm paying for it. We're getting the good it's, shit. It's, it's a guy or a group of guys that are making it the right way. Yeah. Yep. And so, therefore, you know, it, it is a little costly. But yeah. it's worth it's the, it. If, if you're not going to make it yourself... You can tell the difference. Exactly. You use that in a risotto. Oh you don't have good. your own. Yeah. You're gonna you can tell it's like there's there's something in here that is yeah. sustain mm-hmm. you know, sustaining. If you use the stuff from like, you know, a random grocery store or, or the stuff I was talking about, it just fades away. Yep. Which is kinda I think what they're hoping for. Cause when I was drinking it by itself, it had like a weird it almost tasted like the water you boiled artichokes in. Here's something ve- like vegetal notes. This was chicken, by the way. It's chicken stock, and it tasted like artichokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Nope. Yeah. Nah. Nah, bro. Nah. Yeah, not that. at all. <laughs> but broth day, yeah, of course. That's Dude. satisfying. And like the little things. You know, that's, the, the fact what is, is that? The, the average consumer doesn't know the difference. Though. Yep. The average consumer also won't taste it by itself. Correct. Right? Like, so. Never. Do because, it. And, that, and that's, that, that's the difference between. Um, Having a, 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 an educated palate mm-hmm. and understanding the building blocks and the importance of them all. So, but to all you listeners out there, like if you're if you're feeling rough this winter, if you just feel like it's got you beat down, I, I promise you, you don't even have to roast your own chicken. Go get a rotisserie chicken from like whatever grocery store you're nearby. Pick all the chicken off, so you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Boil that entire carcass with. Onions with garlic, with carrots, celery, and I love dill. Uh, throw that in there. Like, simmer that down, add salt, get it to where you think it tastes like the chicken soup that mm-hmm. made you feel good when you were a kid. And then just throw it in your freezer. When you feel terrible, bust it out, heat it up, and cruise. I, I promise you it's better Again, going back to New York, it's a meat oh, tea. No. We're fucking making meat tea. It, yeah. is the, it is the absolute best thing that you can literally just, mm-hmm. just sip on. It's just, it really is. It's, it's, that chicken soup for the soul shit, that's what, it, yeah. that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's, right. it's like that is uh, soul satisfying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a lot of broths when we were in New York. That bowl of chicken broth that we Fuck had at me. Yakitori Kono. Dude. Like, I felt like Shang Tsung. Yep. I felt like I was yep. eating some I the ate. souls of those chickens. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I inhaled the souls of those. Oh my god. They kicked all me out when I reared my head back and went. <laughs> so even like so all right, so that, that puts this in perspective. So like a good soup dumpling. Yes. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's all about the broth, right? That's it. And of course you got the gelatin and everything, but it, but mm. a good a good yeah. gelatinous mm. chicken broth. Bro. Got to be there. I it's, feel it in all of my joints. Yeah, and again, I don't care if it's if it's like I, my imagination. It's it's no, like, but it, it can't no, be. No, we can't all be wrong. No. <laughs> my, my hair has equal parts shine and bounce. My fucking <laughs> not, not not my much. my no, knees. No no, my, no 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 no. Knees are working here. better. The beard is okay. Glistening. <laughs> Glistening. I might even go hard tea on it. Glistening. Glistening. <laughs> So my answer is going to be, you know, because we're on the precipice of the cold season. I absolutely adore late night walks through fresh snow. Like wearing good boots. Usually this is going to be after I've been out drinking. I'm in a good mood. 
and I'm departing often. Like I'll say, I actually prefer it by myself because then I can kind of like focus on mm -hmm. the audio quality of the mm -hmm. snow crunching mm -hmm. beneath my feet. The last time I can think of that I derived a great deal of joy and the reason I think it stood out is because of the irony of the joy that I derived from it was the Gophers, the Minnesota Gophers football team several years ago, the season before the pandemic, uh, were performing really well. They were potentially going to be in the college football playoff. They're in a position to like do some really impressive things. I went to the game at the U of M, which from my house is about three miles away. And we got our fucking asses kicked. I was second row 50 yard line. I was so pumped and we got whooped on and it was snowing. And we went back to where we were um, tailgating, smoked a cigar. And I was kind of in a foul mood because of us losing, you know, like a sports foul mood, yeah. like a real foul mood. And I told my guys I was there with, I was like, you know what, guys, I'm going to head home. And they were like, you hailing an Uber? And I was like, it's going to be like a hundred bucks. I'm just going to walk. It's beautiful out. Because it wasn't that cold and it was like right. a lot of fresh yeah. packed snow. And I walked all the way home, eh, probably like 3.2 miles, something like that. But it, I transformed on that journey from like dumbass sour sports fan to like, Oh my God, I feel so good. Like yeah. drawing all that cool air into my lungs and then just, just crunching through fresh snow where that I hadn't been stepped on at all. And I had these big boots on and I was just crunching. Trailblazing, through. Huh? Yeah. I walked through the door and Marnie was like, you walked all the way home? And I'm like, yeah. And it was fucking fabulous. To our listeners out there that don't have fresh snow on a regular basis, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to convey the beauty of the sound of fresh snow being crunched it's a crunch it is. it's absolutely a crunch there is something so gorgeous about that sound that is like it's woven into my soul yeah like it's it's a there's especially when you're walking like that it's a rhythm all in yeah. and of itself like it yeah, creates that's, music part, I think heartbeat. that's what is so soothing part, yeah. heartbeat heart yeah. part yeah. breath yeah part, mm. yeah i i can oh. so when you said when you i i know this happened for you too mm -hmm. But when he when he starts explaining, I'm like, oh, it, I was there for yep. a second. Like, yeah. same, yeah, same, same, same. And oh, that's and one of those things we can look forward to when it snows. I I I come bearing gifts. I forgot Whoa. when you said cigar. Yeah. It sparked the fact that I have these for you guys. Hell yeah! So I have to give you. Thanks, bro. Oh my god, oh, Rocky White Label. Yeah. This guy's for you. I got amazing. Thank you so much. You, uh, I'm Hell a firm yeah. believer. In you don't you don't come to somebody's house without. Well, hey, we appreciate sure. it. Yeah, that. I can't thank you enough. And that's another thing. If I'm if I got a cigar on hand and I'm walking through fresh packed snow, I'll do that sometimes just from my home. Yeah. I'll have been, you know, I had like maybe I had that meal. I was playing Al Green and I made the uni pasta and then TFTF. We're relaxing, right? <laughs> and and I'm like, I could I could really go for a cigar right now. Yeah. I could take a little glass like this. Illegally walk down the street, crunching through snow with a cigar in the other hand, and that just feels good. Yep. Oh, Every I'm time. so with you. I'm so that, with you. That 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 that's the shit. That's yeah. again, that's that's medicine for your for your soul. Absolutely. Which right. leads us to a cheers. And we actually kind of delved into cheers. my next question. Awesome. And I'm glad we 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 dialed it back because I really want to get into this. So, Chef, as I was listening to your album and I was thinking about, like, the little that I knew about your culinary career, mm -hmm. I think that we 
we probably overlap on a lot of loves. Yep. Right. I don't. I don't know you well enough to say that we're very similar, but I will say that our loves overlap. The Venn diagram overlaps a lot. And one of the things that I've always loved is that both food and music can absolutely be savored and enjoyed on your own. Mm-hmm. But which you actually alluded to a few minutes ago, when shared, it creates such a different transcendent level to that. Absolutely. And. I feel like Charles and I have always bonded on that as well. And what I wanted to ask is sort of like, how, how did you figure that out? And what was it about music and food that, that drew you to it? Like, what was it that sort of like, like kept pulling you back in? Yeah. Um, food, um, food is a no brainer, right? Like, you know, if you, it's a necessary thing, if you don't believe me, try and stop mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, outside of, you know, getting what you need from substance, there is something, the only other feeling I've ever had to, of, of pure elation is, uh, being on stage and having a crowd of people jeering for something that you just did. Right. The flip side of that is having somebody truly wholeheartedly enjoying something that you created with your hands. Yeah. Uh, there's no other f- high like that. It truly isn't. And so the, yeah. the two are completely uh, symbiotic. You are, it is a, they're forms of love, right? They're, 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 you are doing an act strictly for the adoration of the person that you are presenting it to. Mm. Now, just as music is food, you're first and foremost the first customer is yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's some I have to have a, a a relationship with with this first and foremost. So I wholeheartedly believe in it. But then you have there's a vulnerable state to where you have to put your your own uh, feelings aside yeah. and let the be judged, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That vulnerability is is that's where the rubber meets the road. So the I fact love of that. Letting it like okay, this is my this is my 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 child. I'm sending sending her to school, you know, you know, go go be great. Please you know? please, please <laughs> be smart. Yeah yeah exactly exactly. <laughs> and, and and the hopes is that everybody else thinks that she's the rock star that you think she is. Yeah. And so those feelings, uh, when they the 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 iconoclasts when they they both meld together together. They are unfucking stoppable. Like, like, like. I always say I, I believe the three universal languages are food, music, and unfortunately violence. Mm-hmm. It's the three things that no matter where you are, whatever walk of life you come from, whether you speak the language or not, you understand a right hook, mm-hmm. you understand good food, and you understand a great vibe oh, of music. No, no matter what. I actually, I, I love that. I've never thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> And so you understand a three piece combo. A three piece <laughs> combo. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> two piece and a biscuit. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. no. So combo. Yeah, it's it's uh like wholeheartedly the greatest form of affection you can you can um, receive from someone is a meal. Mm-hmm. I believe like it, like absolutely um, is. Like I'm gonna break bread with you, so that's why I always say the reason why deals Personal. are always done. Yeah, deals are always done over a meal, 
And I think that it gets lost in translation now, which yeah. is happenstance. People just do it because because it's been done. But no, the reason is, you are. It is very much, very much personal, and it's a very much a, a a giving and so much, somewhat of a, uh, uh, peeling back the layers mm-hmm. to who you are and inviting someone in. Fuck yeah. And that that like this, this is very much that for me. Um, we're 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 sharing this this beverage together and 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 just being right. Yeah. And um, we call it breaking bread too. Yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Our form of breaking bread. And, and uh, there's wheat in there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in there somewhere. It's, it's, it's close it's, enough. And apparently, some cherries and wheat. some some with some shit. Anyway, <laughs> that, so uh, I I just think that it's an important thing to do. Um, to understand that, yeah. um, we as people are so much more alike than we are different. Yeah, I'm right. And the idiosyncrasies is what makes us us, but they're also, that's what's so, so fucking interesting. Like, I, I just innately, my favorite part of traveling is is getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And so, and having those stories and making those connections and, and understanding that, you know, every fucking culture has a rice dish. Every culture real. has a rice dish. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. The, the things that change in it are what's readily accessible to them, uh, ingredient-wise, and then the methodology of cooking. Mm. That's it. That's fucking rad. It's a language we all speak. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and 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 knowing that having we can have if we can't have anything else, we can have that conversation, and that usually sparks another one, and so on and so forth. And so, I just think that um, that's what that's what's important to me, and those two combined, those two powerful forces to use. For the way it's intended, which is to feed and, and, and substance for your soul, I think that is, you know, it, it's the most important charge in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I tend to lean on those things and just, I just want to innately make people happy. I, Chef, I love that, man. That's, that's beautiful. That's like poetry. Thank you. Uh, Charles, follow that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to grab the crayon box because no. I think when I learned that I love like sharing food and music with somebody it was I must have been 7 years old my childhood best friend came over with this like brightly colored boombox like a child's boombox mm-hmm. popped a cassette and that motherfucker played Kokomo yeah by the Beach Boys and we Aruba, and we ate Pizza Aruba. Hut. And we ate Pizza yeah, Hut. We played video you games. Did, there you go. But that didn't necessarily. I was a child. That didn't necessarily instill this kernel in my brain of wow, food and and music go so well together. But in my current life, like no one wants to eat in silence. Even with conversation, it's nice to have like that ambiance of of a, a soundtrack to support your meal in a restaurant too. Most restaurants are going to have some sort of a, a backing track. Uh, but that would be like my, I guess, it's not a formative moment, but it was the original time that I can recall, at least, of a friend playing music and us eating like some pepperoni pizza together, and playing some NES. That's, I would say that that's, that's where it started. Yeah. And if that music yeah. should so happen to go off... Do you know how awkward that shit is? Like, have you? Mm, so I, I so right. I'm that asshole. So I'm, <laughs> that, I'm that guy in the restaurant. Like, I just want to see what the fuck happens. Just shut it off. 
Dude, you chaos. Shut it off. People get quiet. Yep. They feel they they feel exposed. Let's see which of these dates is awkward or not, or not right? <laughs> Dude, for real though, that's that's literally that that's my answer. Yep. So yeah. I I I we we've talked about it a number of times on the show. Like my my poor therapist has heard this a thousand times over. Uh feeling super lonely growing up meant that either I would just be a shut-in or I would find a way to just like get love everywhere else. And most of my life as an adult has been geared towards that. Being on stage. Yep. Uh emceeing, DJing, being in a band in arena announcer for the Timberwolves, all of the things were I want to say a thing or sing a thing and then, or play a thing. And then everybody immediately reacts and you get that feedback. Yeah. And, uh, as I've talked about a couple times on the show, uh, I did not grow up really understanding like cooking. And then my sophomore year, the lead singer in my band was the son of a chef. And he asked if we should cook dinner for our girlfriends and I had no idea what to do. So I just kept asking him leading questions and essentially he wrote the entire menu and told me what to do. And then I learned it. But as we were cooking, like it's, it still struck me as like something was missing until this little light went on and what I was like, I was doing a thing that could show somebody, I love you this much. I want to give you sustenance. I know that that's a thing that was in my head, Mm -hmm. but I had sight I had smell, I had taste, and I had touch. What's missing mm-hmm. is hearing. And yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing more beautiful than the sound of like onions sizzling. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Or like sure. putting a piece of chicken skin side down in a hot pan. Like that's, that's never not going to be sexy. But that sound is fleeting. Okay. And then after that, you're just sort of just watching it to make sure that you do it right. That will always be loud enough to play over the music. You'll still hear that. Yep. Always. But what what rounded it out for me was putting music on. That was when cooking became my thing. Because now I can present to you love that hits every one of your senses. Absolutely. And that can be love because I just love you two as like my homies Mm -hmm. that can be i love somebody as in i am in love with you that can be i love you mom because you provided for me for years and now i can try and like make you a great dinner that you would have told me 10 years ago we can't afford and now i can cook that for you and serve that to you in your own home but to me it has to be l-o-v-e has to be all five senses it, it has to be everything because to me, I want to show you that there's no shortcoming in that. And it was like, once my brain sort of clicked into that puzzle, like, Oh, this is why we love this. That was the way to do it. And there are other ways. Like I love watching a movie with somebody and like having snacks and like, Hey, this is a really important movie to me. That's great. But I didn't make that movie. Right. You know, like we're watching something somebody else made. Sure. And I know a little bit like with music, like somebody else made that music, but it's almost like I'm curating that this whole, and then everything else is from me. And this, this is the best way outside of me hugging you as hard as I want to hug you. This is the best way for me to say, I love you. Absolutely. Animalistic too. Yeah. yeah. Those are two, the two forms of art that 
you can mail it in or you can really mean it. Absolutely. Not a lot of them, but those are the two. If you're like having an intimate experience, music and food, mm-hmm. you can put together and you could play fucking Barney's Greatest Hits or Ninja Rap or something and then give someone some <laughs> whoa, mac whoa, and whoa, cheese. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, don't do that. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yeah, yeah listen. Go, that, go Ninja, go for sure. I went platinum. <laughs> you can say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> that song fun to death row records. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Here's another thing I want to say. You know that scene in every movie where the kid storms out from the table and the family's having an awkward meal? They're always eating some really fucking rote shit. Yep. And there's no music playing. Nope. Ever. Ever. There's like unseasoned peas and mac and cheese. <laughs> and the kid like slams her hand on the fucking table and says, I'm going to my yeah. room. How did you make it, rice it, gray? It, it not, what it the not, fuck? Not craft. We talk like Dinty Moore. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, there, there was a sixth, there is a sixth, a sixth. Uh, Sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's emotion. Yeah. So, which is probably, I think, the most important. So, I was a food and beverage director, uh, uh, corporate executive chef for, um, Corporation called Bolero today. Okay. Uh, all the, the bowling alleys. So, AMF oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so my charge was, and and I did all the, I did them all, but my my focus was on the higher end, which was the Boleros, mm-hmm. and I built that menu off of nostalgia, mm. because I felt if I could tap into. Uh, and pull someone's heartstrings mm. and yeah. tap into their emotions, they would love it and not even know why. I'm, yes. So I did. I did stuff like I did like uh, upscale versions of like pizza rolls. So like every kid had a pizza roll, mm-hmm. right? Everybody remembers mm-hmm. having in a lava fucking hot, some cold, not crunchy, not crispy, but <laughs> but they were fucking good, right? Nope. I don't know if that was pepperoni, but who cares? No. Yeah, 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 right. It right. was cubes of yeah, it was cubes of, of, of whatever. <laughs> it's right? wise. And we microwave. <laughs> we 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 microwave. Of course, these bitches, of right? course. Because I don't have time to wait for the yeah, oven. Come on. Like four out of five of those bitches were lava. I, <laughs> I need a week's worth of sodium in the next two and a half <laughs> the minutes. The one was frozen. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes. It, it, that one's dessert. Most definitely was. <laughs> but. It takes you back to those times, right? Absolutely. Same thing with the, with the a French bed pizza, right? Oh, so that's my shit. I would do, I would do. So I made these things called uh, pizza cupcakes, but so they 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 had all of those 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 characteristics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it tasted better. Obviously, it was made with all, <laughs> but but it still took you back to that time. Yeah. So it transported. It's the same reason why you go to an open house and they they bake cookies. Because they're trying to transport you smell-wise into when you were a fucking child into favorable moments. Cookies in the kitchen. Unless okay. you was molested by the cookie man. Then, yeah. then, we got a, then we got a different thing going on. But the whole point is to yeah. put you in a position to where... High batting it. <laughs> like, they exactly. probably had a cookie Exactly. At home Vanilla and kid. chocolate is probably a favorable fucking yeah. scent. Yeah. Right? Um, and those... Uh, 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 those scents and, and, and putting you into the triggering memories to where there were favorable times for you is, is all psychological. Yeah. Right? And so I figured if I can pull on the heartstrings and I got you also, nobody ever goes out to a, a 90, 90% of the time people are going to a, a restaurant establishment to have a good time. You, you have to either 
completely enhance it or fuck it up yep. for it to be a bad one. And, and mm-hmm. um, that's usually done with bread service people. So, <laughs> real. <laughs> so it's, it's that's the that's the, the ticket. So I, I believe a hundred percent in what you're, yeah, what you guys are saying because having something um, that can convey a message as important to you to get it across to another human being, I think is the most beautiful fucking thing in the world. I I, I, I truly believe that. In a perfect world, if you have dinner at my house, when you're done, I hope that experience would be the same as putting your ear against my chest and hearing my heartbeat. That's like, at the end of the day, that's what I want is I want you to understand like this is this is where that comes from and because you are here like I want you to go home knowing like shit I'm loved right like that's it that's if I can convey that to everybody that eats dinner at my house then I will have lived a successful life absolutely period should we fucking cheers yeah, that Yeah that was that's, that's cheers worthy hey, for cheers. sure mm-hmm. clink clink I think the way we ordered this I go again what go let's what? do it yeah uh, so, yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> this was one I wanted to throw out there, and I'm, I, yeah. I, I don't know, Chef, I do not know your age, but I'm assuming that you're in the same boat that we are. As we've talked about references from the mid-90s, I'm 44. Yep. What I wanted, <laughs> what I wanted to say was, all right, so as I, as I age. I'll raise you three. As we, as, as we age. <laughs> There are certain things that I used to be really fucking cool with when I was in my 20s that have now become a deal breaker. Where, like, if I'm going to go to your event or if I'm going to host an event and you're asking me to be a part of it, mm-hmm. that I used to be like, yeah, whatever. And now I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, like, what, what, what is a deal breaker for you <laughs> in, oh, in, in this world as, 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 as men of a certain age? What is something that you're like, nah, I yeah, ain't man. Doing that I listen, I, I, <laughs> as I've gotten older, and I, listen, I've been guilty of this shit as a younger because the youth don't they don't appreciate time. No, and I didn't appreciate did, time and I, and I, when and I, I was a youth. And that's what I'm saying. As a, as a young man, <laughs> I, I there, tomorrow was always a thing, yeah. right? Like I, I could depend on it. As as an older as a 47 year old man that that has kids, so my second to youngest daughter yesterday just got a license. Damn. Like, the older they get, the young I used to be, right? So, it's, 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 so it's like it's in real. I'm, I'm seeing it in real time, and like it's it's and it's not. So I choose what I do and who I do with very fucking wisely. Yeah. Like I do not waste time, yeah. like because I just don't have it. You know, it's my most valuable resource. So when people extend. Situations to spend time with me, I, I I'm very fucking taking it back. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you want to spend a, a a couple of minutes of your your last fucking ten summers because that's all you got. You got ten summers. The countdown is off. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate it, yeah. bro. This is, it's December. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, like, it's, hey. it's June. No, it's December. No, it's, it's, it's very much December. <laughs> Did I say ten? I meant six. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, man, man, listen. I do not waste anybody's time. Yeah. Especially not your own. Not yeah. especially not my own. That's but but I am very much. 
cognizant of other people's yeah. time yeah. because yeah. I don't like mind fuck with. So because of that, I I try to make sure that yeah. I, I'm on it and I'm not with. So I have, I have in my older age found, I used to be one of those like brutally, brutally fucking, I still am brutally honest, but I got a little politician with it now. Sure, sure, sure. So I just that ten summers comment. Was yeah, 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 there's ways. Yeah, yeah, there's ways to go around yeah. uh, saying because before I'm like, nah, no fucking way, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> now, like, listen, do you really want me? Like, I mean, you know me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's the, the the position that I should be playing in this situation. It's yeah. not. <laughs> it's not for me. I'm think there's a better choice for this situation, and I, I, I just think that. Yeah, I just I'm not wasting time, man, or in mine yeah. specifically, but definitely not other people's because I, feel you. I I want I want I am a firm believer in at this point in time in my age at where I'm at in life, I just want to do cool shit with cool people. Mm, yes. If I can't, I won't because I don't have to. I don't have to do anything. For, that's the yes. so when you get to a certain age, you you realize that the shit you have, there's shit you got to do for sure, mm-hmm. and there's shit that you just don't. Right, and so that shit that I just don't. If it's some bullshit, I'm not fucking with it. I'm just not. I'm just not. Fucking. I think. I mean, I think people agree with that. I agree with that philosophy. I think there are people that are age, perhaps even older, they still don't understand that it's okay to say no. Yes. And I'm not saying it's okay with the other party because that's not what matters. I'm. I'm a new adopter of this, so I'm just gonna say I can agree. That like, I, I want to have a shirt that says say no more. I learned that I in my that. late 30s. Real talk. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I could. Yeah, I mean, I I still, I'm I'm fairly polite. I, But what's changed as I've gotten older is my answer's gotten shorter. It used to be that I would give, like, a fucking soliloquy. Dissertation about, like, on what, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, here's, Fuck all here's my thesis and, and four-page. <laughs> Read the read the liner think. notes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, now 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 it might be. I I still won't personally. I still won't just say like not gonna make it. You know, I won't do that. I'll give him like a sentence. That's like, a little. Oh, that's, I, yeah. That's, no, I wish I could. I have other plans. Something like that. Or uh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not gonna make it this one. But you know, don't don't stop asking because that's another important thing to me is to maintain connection. Absolutely. So if I'm not telling them exactly why I'm saying like, I don't really want to do that, but keep hollering at your guy. Cause I'll come do some, some other shit with you, but yes, time. And there's time nothing important. wrong with that. So that's the, that's the, so that, that I would rather. So it, yeah, I had to, when I arrived at this, I had to put myself in the other, the other person's shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. I would much rather someone that was not into whatever the fuck it was to tell me that i Hey dude, this one's not for me. I'm gonna sit this one out. Yeah, I would much rather that than to feel yeah. like later on that I force you. Yes, see that. Yes, like, like 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 you're not really here. No, you're here because you felt bad. Yeah, you, you felt obligated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like fuck that. I don't want 100%. the obligation guy. I want I want I want I want you know I want the high life guy. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, if you Grandpa Abe that shit too, like yeah. you show up to something and you spin right around on the turnstile, yeah. you're gonna be nope. like, why did that motherfucker? That they'll really notice that you mm-hmm. came. Because they'll be mad that you came and left immediately. You fucked off so quick. Why which, did you which, listen, I, I, I've been that guy before, too. Mm-hmm. I, like, sure. I, I, Sometimes I, the vibes are off. You're like, no, I don't I, want to be here. But those are instances where perhaps you you didn't know you should say no. Absolutely. Like You're like, let's see what this is all about. Right? Nope. <laughs> My thing is crowd control. 
it used to be that the more packed a place was when I was a kid <laughs> meant oh the better God. the fucking place <laughs> was. Or the party. Are you counting exits? Is that what it is? is, is that what you- <laughs> hey, when I go to, if I go to a concert now, I'm like, I get real mad about this. When I go to a concert and the place is oversold, I'm like, I know you got to make your nut and COVID was tough on everybody, but this ain't it. Like, I should not, I should not not be able to lift my arms. Yep. Can I get my, can I, lift my arms up so when i go to venues and it's it's basically red light or green light there are places that pack them in like sardines and then personally as a consumer i don't want to come there anymore Mm -hmm. until i know that that's not the case anymore and then there are places where there's room to breathe yeah Quam and i went Mm -hmm. to see uh catatonia with a k one of my favorite bands swedish fucking dope we had a fucking blast and it's at this like old, almost like haunted theater with multiple levels. Literally a former movie theater. Yeah, and they opened like a new room uh, that I don't know how long it's been open, but I hadn't been in that room yet. I don't know if Quam had been in that yep. room quite yet. But anyways, they Catatonia performed in that room. It's basically a movie theater with all the seats ripped out. That's and it was terrible. like vast and spacious and it was easy to get to the bar. The acoustics must have been fucking amazing. In incredible. There. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah, great speakers in there and the, the cool thing about a space like that with the number of people that were in it is if you want to be in the thick of things, and we were like, we were essentially on the boundary. Yep. Okay. We were the divider between the cabbage and the high life. Yes. So we were, <laughs> we were like right where all the bodies were. But if you were like, I'm sweaty right. or this dude can't stop coughing, you can just drop back 10 paces and you'd be chilling all by yourself, yep. observing this fucking amazing band that only comes to Minnesota once every like eight years. Right. And you'd have the the choose your own adventure experience that you totally. were looking for. What was this venue? That's what I prefer. Uh, it's, the, it's the old Skyway, Skyway Theater. Theater. Oh shit! Downtown. Okay. All right, yeah. So they already had like um, so when you walk in downtown Minneapolis. There's yeah. a there's a bar and lounge on the main floor, and then you take the escalator up. And back in the old days, it's at literally uh, the opening weekend of Boys in the Hood. I saw it there. I I I've seen uh, what else, what's the last movie I seen there? I seen. Um, Somebody with Will Smith, uh, Men in Black. No, the 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 one with uh, Gene Hackman. Oh, uh, mm. Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State. Yeah. I see yeah. that. Shit there. Yeah, me and Marcus went to see that. So you had to go to yeah. get to the theater. That's right, God, I used to go there a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Yep. To get to the theater, you have to go up an escalator. So the yep. the very first, the biggest screens were on technically like the second, second floor. Level, yeah. Yep. So that's what they first. Uh, bulldozed and turned into the biggest venue because that was the biggest theater. And then now they've built another venue in the upstairs of the smaller theater so you can have smaller bands that can come in and play like three it's to five people. It's a, that it's is a, it's nicely so sized room. fucking dope. But they're all also old school sound insulated because yeah. they just, back then, they just turned theater. it all the way up yep. so you had to have each theater be its own sound region so that the movies didn't yeah, blend didn't into bleed, each yeah. other and so because That's of that good. it's the best possible sound to have two or three bands playing That's, in different rooms that's sick that's right you an indoor I, music festival I gotta in the middle i'm gonna of tell you the day i realized that i was fucking old so you, remember, you guys remember <laughs> honey of course yeah okay my so wife's performed there yeah, okay so I'm, I'm 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 there me and my wife she's my my girlfriend at the time and we go to, it was new, we, okay, we had a, a business holiday party. It's an underground club in Minneapolis for you listeners. Yeah, not from- yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very underground. 
one way in, one way out. Yep. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> and like catch it on a hot July night. Exactly. You'll lose 10 pounds. Like there was no so air conditioning. I, no I've air. been billions of times. This one specific night, I'm like, if something happened in here right now, like everybody's <laughs> fucking getting trampled. Fact. And I'm like, and it was, I mean, you couldn't fucking fart. Without without affecting ninety nine thousand people, mm-hmm. that's the day I realized like you couldn't raise your arm. It was it was like okay, you know what? Oh yeah, this ain't for me. Uh-uh, like yeah, yeah yeah. I'm getting I'm getting the fuck up out of here. You know what? You just made me realize that's the place that made me turn the beats per minute off on my Apple Watch. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like I was like, <laughs> yo, the alcohol in my body Listen. and the heat and the number of humans. That like, evening, your watch was like, "Are you dying?" Exit. Yeah, my watch was like, "Hey, doc, you're not moving. So why are you at 132 BPM?" And I was like, "Shut up, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> uh, real talk. This is the only place. Uh, so every city has one of these, a mythic underground place mm-hmm. that exists for a short period of time. It can't exist forever. Uh, it gets way too popular, and it gets way too packed, and everybody has like a formative moment. Mine is that's the only place I've watched. Uh, the bartender had to go to the bathroom and couldn't get to the bathroom, so straight up crowd surfed across wow. the oh, crowd yeah, to go to the bathroom. And they the came out of the bathroom <laughs> and literally jumped back up in the crowd and got passed all the way back to the bar. Only place <laughs> on earth I've ever seen that, and also the most necessary possible mode of transportation has to be. I've ever seen in my life. To show you, okay, so for everybody, who lis- everybody who's listening. <laughs> Literally, gotta pee, for, for Christ every- dive backwards. Yeah. For everyone who's Off listening, <laughs> check check this out. Yeah. Okay, how many drinks have you guys had at Honey? I mean, all of them. Plenty. No, no, no. I, but, no, I but, literally no, lived. At one, at one t- listen, let me show you, because you know how. At, at, oh, at, in, at in one night, night? In yeah. one night. Like four, because you had to wait. Because you can't get them. Because <laughs> yep. that, that's the thing. So, like, I, the, the max has been four for me. No, because yep. I, I went to, like, a lot of hot jazz shows where it wasn't crowded. Uh, and I was there some nights where it was like, what am I doing in here? Let's get I wish. out of here. I, oh, yeah, like, when Marnie's band would play, it would be, like, comfortably full. And it was actually really fun to be down there. That, the, I'll answer that question in another way. Don't I wouldn't get the draft beer. but yeah you're right literally like i got to a point so i lived i lived half a block from there i lived in the the pinnacle high rise it's literally around the corner from where ginger hop was and even with that i I lived around that long ago it's hard to fathom that but that's true i i i even knowing the staff I, I literally wouldn't even get into the crowd. I just hang at the back of the crowd. Yeah. But it still took that long to get that next drink. It's also built funny. Yeah. And also, sorry, listeners have no goddamn idea what we're talking about. But obviously, you've been to places like this. But with that, like, wall to the side where the stage Dude. was, and it's not even a big enough of a room. Nope. Why the, wasn't the, that all just open? The nope. fire marshal have never visited. This place. No, <laughs> never. No, no. This no, is this. I'm still convinced they just put a curtain over the door and we're like, "What door?" Yeah, yeah. We we're not What's open. <laughs> we're not open. We're not open for public. Like nobody ever comes here. Just hands like a twenty dollar bill. Like what's honey? Exactly. Just you know it's where we store the kegs. <laughs> exactly. It's our keg room, <laughs> <laughs> which honestly is smaller than some of the keg rooms I've been in. Yeah. yeah. Fucking facts. Jesus Christ. Facts. 
Uh, great place though, great place, great place. Yeah, <laughs> loved, like again, some of the most formative hip hop shows I've Absolutely. ever seen there. Uh, when Indie Electronica first came out, that was where I heard it for the first time. Yep. Sure. Like, sure. like fucking this like death cab for cutie shit. Like what became Postal Service was yeah. basically like, I learned it there. Uh, one of the first times I ever heard what is now considered dubstep yep. in that bar. I'm like, what the fuck? I literally went to the DJ and go, what the fuck is this? And he just wrote down dubstep on a napkin and handed it to me. I'm like, uh, all right. You're like, sir, are you okay? Like I don't every oh, time shit. the bass hits, I can't even see because my yeah. eyes are like I have CTE just from the bass on this. But I guess. That's how we do it. He just made up some words and put on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who knows? He might have been the guy that actually just fucking named it. He just it. made it up. He, he made it up it. right there. And I was like, I guess that's what we do. Um, all right. So, yeah. soapbox shit for me. Oh. Here's my answer. And it was reminded to me this weekend because two friends of mine got married. Shout out to the Kirbys. I love you guys so much. They fucking get it. Do not make whatever fucking party you're throwing, do not make it like a 10-hour affair. <laughs> if you want people to have a good time, right? It's, 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 again, I'll bring it back to a concert. Start with some shit that people love and with some shit that people love. Don't make the middle so long that they forget the end or the beginning. Right. That's it. My friend Matt got married. Sarah is his beautiful wife. They're incredible. I literally thought I was walking in. I really, really, really try hard not to DJ weddings. I do everything I can to convince my friends not to ask me to DJ. You hate like, writing dubstep on a piece of paper? I, lit <laughs> I literally got ordained yeah, to be like, bro, I will be your minister, but please do not fucking. I, Anything but DJ. I don't, yeah, but can you be my sinister? Because people are like, yo, we're going to do a, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do like a five, <laughs> we're going to do a five and a half hour dance party. No, no the fuck not. you're not. No, we're not. No, the fuck no. you're not. Yeah. No. The reason that clubs in fucking Vegas and Miami don't open till midnight is because they want you to be done by three. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the human psyche and the human body will only care about music that's hitting or a party that they love for an, a finite amount of time. Facts. So. Have a have a ceremony, whatever you want to do. If you want to bring religion into it, I sorry. If you're doing an hour and a half like full mass plus ceremony, then take that shit out of the rest of your party. That is a subtraction that you are making on your fucking own. If you really want to do it right, have a short ceremony, have a nice dinner, have a cocktail hour where anybody can have some fun, and then have two hours of dancing, and then be done. Leave everybody wanting more than leaving everybody wondering if it's okay if they leave because there's still two fucking hours I'm left. I'm going to say that I agree, but I disagree. And the reason is that what you're saying is valid, but if someone has any sort of event, including a wedding, where there's like a schedule, there's like stuff, actual stuff people want to do happening, mm -hmm. then I would like for the wedding to be longer. I like I like to have like... The, you know, you have the very quick ceremony, then you do cocktail hour, go outside and smoke a cigar, passing around hors d'oeuvres, then they say, hey, everybody sit down for early dinner, you have dinner, they do the toasts, then they do like uh, after dinner cocktails, then if they want, they do like a dance hour, and then leave if you want, have an espresso if you want, if you want to linger, feel free, but yes, you go to a wedding and they're like, two hour ceremony, three hour dinner and speeches, five hours of dancing no nope. that is so you're exhausted before mm -hmm. 
they say move the tables. I I have in my past, I have been to a wedding where guests were required at 1.30 and it ended at midnight. I'm sorry. Fuck Get that. the fuck out of here. Nope. You sure? Not at all. I I But when but when when could they leave is what I'll ask you. If they were free to leave at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Like the families, you could have that left nine nine thirty. You could have not, left. That's not a good yeah. event. But I also, again, I this is where I'll disagree with you, Charles, and where maybe I'm going to agree with you, Chef. Is I still I I don't love the we we lose them one by one like a fucking zombie movie, and then by the end of it, there's seven people left, and everyone's like, "Woo, we made yeah. it!" I like <laughs> let's do a two hour dance party, and then tell everybody they can go home, and then we can go somewhere else. Then if people want to stay out, mm-hmm. let's so, go, let's change the venue. Let's would, go somewhere else. I'm going to have to say, so I got married in July. Okay. I, and I'm not just saying this because. You I, actually got married? Yeah. I got, I, I, <laughs> like, I'm no, not no, just making I, that I, up. I, I threw, I threw, my wife and I threw probably the shindig of the fucking decade. And this is, it was a oh, four so day nice. soiree. So this yeah. is, this is how you do it. This yep. is, this, this is how you get people captive. Without being captive. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, people flew in on Thursday. One is not, we did it in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But okay. like Vegas, but not Vegas, if that okay. makes sense. Okay. I love it. So we, um, we, had, a, uh, we had a villa in, um, at the Mirage. So there is a secret Vegas for those who do Vegas. Damn right. Often that most people don't, understand, don't know exists. So they are, they're always in the bowels of Vegas. Every casino, every hotel has secret residencies that the normal people don't know exist. Correct. So like where we stayed at and what the, the villa we had was the Michael Jackson suite. That's where he stayed at. And actually when you're walking into the back Come of on. Casino, it says, it says, it's, it's a big plaque. It's like caught off in the, it's, it's the room that we stayed in, the, 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 the villa, um, which is this own fucking thing. It's where Michael Jackson would stay. That's so anyway awesome. And we had some ceremony things there. So we had like brunch there. Uh, so Thursday through Sunday. So everybody arrived. We had a, a, a cocktail hour at uh, the rum bar. And we did our cocktails. Cool. And then you're off on your own. So only, only an hour and a half, two hours. Then you're free to do Vegas, right? The next day. At 11, we had a pool party. Did that for a couple of hours. Then um, later on that evening at 6, we had bubbles like at the villa. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it Bubbles and Magic. Because at 7, we had the um, uh, magic show that we went to. Um, Hell yeah. The, uh, right on, on the premises. And it's my favorite, favorite, favorite musician. I mean, magician at the uh, the Mirage uh okay. With um, Colin Cloud and um, now his fucking name is escaping me and it's, it's my guy too and I met him a couple of times and now I feel horrible. We, that's the magic of editing. Anyway, so um, uh, uh, so we did that and then after that, the next day, then we got married. The ceremony. Yeah. So um, the 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 leading up to we had the the groom's party and the, and the wedding party. Sorry, the 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 bridesmaids. When did their thing, the, the groomsmen did their thing, and then we had the wedding ceremony, which was 30 minutes max. Um, we made a cocktail as our joining thing. Yeah. Which was super cool. That's awesome. We finished that, and then it was a party. We, oh, well, 
then we went to the meal and then then the dance party but everything was was you gave you gave enough space so people didn't feel obligated and that's it and then i think you're I, it sounds like you're agreeing with me because no, the but yes and no, no. But the, it's gotta it's gotta be interactive and fun. I had a long wedding and I love long weddings. It should be interactive. I don't so, want it to just be like the three things. Well, you know? no, no. But the the, the the magic in is 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 scheduling and timing so that people don't they they want more, and you give them an opportunity to to want more. Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody that, that that came to this wedding wanted more of it. That's it. And it was over a course of four days, but there were still enough spaces so that people felt like, okay, let's let's do something else. Mm-hmm. So, but usually, normally, that situation I just named, yeah. that's a one fucking day. Like, that, so, but that's people, where I'm at. Some people is gonna take that like we're gonna we're gonna screw you out of two days, bro. If if you need everyone's attention for eight straight hours, we got a problem. I, I'm I'm not a fan. And again, I. I, this is I am somebody who threw his 40th birthday in fucking France and brought seven couples with. But the way that we pulled it off and the way that I think that we did it right was that we told everybody, have your own vacation. There's only one night that you actually have to be here. This is what it's going to cost if you want to stay. You could stay for five nights or six nights or one night in this fucking right. castle. This is what it costs. I love that because everybody has their own autonomy. Right. I just don't love any event, charity event, Wedding, whatever. If you're like, in order to be a participant through the whole thing, you have to give up more than an, an entire work day. I no, fuck off. I I don't want that. Give me less time. I don't know why you left my wedding early? <laughs> <laughs> well, that and the well, fact that my oh, wife literally almost oh, passed that out. And, okay, oh, so there was a, the shots there was fired. <laughs> All right, dog, that's cool. Yep. No, I just. How, how long was I your wedding? Disagree. How long was your wedding day? I don't remember. I don't remember what time it started or what time it ended. We did go to a bar after, so I think we got out of the that. Venue. Doesn't count. I think we got out of the venue at like ten. No, I'm saying like, in regard to like the actual day, I think the ceremony was at one. And I think we left the venue at 10. Stop. So that's not. But so that, that seems like. We did. Hold up. Let me. You had, real okay. fast. We did coffee okay. and donuts. We did for people who arrived early. And we did our ceremony was 30 minutes. We did welcome cocktail. Mm-hmm. And then cocktail hour. We had a full custom cocktail menu. It's bomb. Then we came in the room. Let everybody else into the dining hall. Then we did dinner. Speeches were like 20 minutes. Then I did a cigar whiskey bar outside. And then people drank. We didn't do a dance floor. We were just like, if you want to dance, you can fucking dance. You're an right. adult. And then we did uh, hot dogs at oh. night. And then we bounced out and went to a bar. See, that, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound. No, it's. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was also a little bit more welcome. I, I, I guess, like, if, if we're looking at weddings specifically, I'm also talking about, like, there's like, this expected, like, everybody is supposed mm-hmm. to be on the dance floor dancing, like, because that's what some people yeah, want. Yeah, herding cattle. Is that and that's where I'm yeah, like, yeah. you've just asked people to give you eight hours, and now you're like, now everybody go stand here. Yeah. And then. That's what I'm saying about, like, the way it's formatted. Correct. Agree. No, I'll, I love, I'll agree with you on that. I, I know Kwam agrees with me on this, that I don't like when parties end. I don't like when parties end. Right. But sometimes if the party sucks, I'm just going to fucking go, which is what. Chef, mm-hmm. we were talking about is that like, what's well, dumb? I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. But if someone can give me a 10 hour party that is a dope party, and I'm not talking about my own wedding, I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm sure there were some people who were like, this is getting a little long in the tooth. We had our first dance at like 9 30 because we were doing other stuff. 
But yeah, if you're like, come here, it's a dollar dance. Come here, she's throwing the bouquet. Come here, watch the dad's first dance. Come here, they're cutting the cake. Like all that. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That can be right. a lot, especially if you stretch that over ten yep. hours. Right, right, right. I, so that, that I guess that's just my thing. Is like if you're, and again, this also applies. I'm talking about like charity events, all that mm-hmm. shit. Make it the the shorter. It's not cut time off. It's concentrate the important shit. Right. Push that in together and make people <laughs> feel like every moment counts. Right. And then when you when it's done, make them be like, man, yeah. I would have kept dancing for another hour. Perfect. Go home and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than like, oh God, it was the last hour. I was just trying to figure out how to get the fuck. Yeah, out I just of wanted that. to fucking. Yeah, yeah, like that's I that and again that I, I know that's like also a Midwestern thing where like. Oh, we're not supposed to like leave before <laughs> we're on to leave. This Whatever. kind of applies to the uh, as you get older thing too. Because now, if I go to a food event, like fucking big food thing, I basically hit everything I want, and then Bounce. after that, I'm like, I'm just, yep. I'm done. Facts. And a lot of times, it takes, or like even like a, I don't even go to beer festivals anymore, but like wine festivals, even the fucking, state fair. I, listen, I, I, I'll, I'll spend smash. all day at the fair. No, no, I love the fair. <laughs> listen, I, but here's yeah. the here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. So. I'm gonna be frank. After they they so you guys ever had the apple dumplings mm-hmm. at the fair? Okay, you know this doesn't exist anymore, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm cool on the fair. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so fuck so y'all, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, after Boycott. I get my sweet Martha's cookies, I'm done. Like I'm ready to leave. I had my bacon. I'm out. good. Okay. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Listen, I can. Mm, I can, no. See, and that's an example for me of one where I appreciate the interactivity and everything that's happening so much that I'll stay. I, I I'll love But I'm not on somebody else's schedule. That's different. That, so I that's am true. voluntarily that's being there. You can there. do whatever you want to yep. do at the fair. Yep. Exactly. That's fine. And if I, if I vanish, nobody's going to be like, hey, where'd you go? I thought I, I thought you were going to stick around. But, but it's the same thing at like the wine festival or food festival. True, true. Where you're not on someone's schedule, but I'll usually sweep through and I'm like, yeah, I did the shit I want to do. Let's go do something else. And bounce. Different strokes. I like different strokes. And bounce. So, like, yeah, so, like, literally, I do the same thing at the the fair. So, now, because of, and it also depends when you go into, I try to get to the fair before, like, like the first couple days, right? I'll do the first weekend. Sure. Or the last weekend. And sometimes I I I try, Uh, I want to go both. I want to do do, that a lot. I want to do the the beginning and the end because they perfected it at at the end and they got all the, everybody's on their shit at the beginning. So, so I, I do all of the all of the, the the shit, but then once I get all the food I want, I'm done, man. I like I like I got my backpack full of cookies. I'm I'm ready to leave. You like like <laughs> I'm I'm totally good. I've had fucking ten pounds of that's cheese fair. curds. I'm ready to go. That's, that's true. And you. then also to make myself a hypocrite, that's somewhere where I will deal with the crowds. Yeah. Like I'm like that's what this is. I can't, there's no option where there isn't the crowd unless I can't I come at. 7 a.m. on a Tuesday when it's raining. Uh, yeah, but I, w- I will say, as somebody who's walked around the fair with you a little bit, uh, it is fun if you understand uh, service industry walking, yeah. you can get around and through Oh, yeah, anything. yeah, we, we, we can get through this. Bitch. So, like, yeah, we, we'll, we, we'll figure that out. Yeah. So, I, I, I feel like if I had to move at, um, I, God, I don't, what's an inoffensive term? Uh, if I had to move at normie speed, I don't know that I would love it. <laughs> but, like, because yeah. we walk at, like a, a 1.5 speed oh, yeah. from yeah. everyone else on the planet. We, 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 we tre- I'm like treadmill. Ezio. I'm yeah. like Ezio in Assassin's Creed. I'm yes. just doing like the... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just like... Here's the other thing too. So I as, know what I'm doing. As, as individuals that Ezio. I know frequent the, the fair, up. like you know where the shit's at, right? Uh-huh. 
So you're going to you're going to <laughs> all of the. the I wish the, you guys could see it. Charles just went full end. That's pretty, sorry. <laughs> That is the Antio hood. That is 100%. And the best part is because of your beard, it looks like you're wearing a mask. Like that's it's so that's perfect. pretty funny. So he was Arab, so. Dude, <laughs> all, all, you need, all you need is a blade that comes out of your Apple Watch. Oh, my God. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chef. No, no, no. Yeah, that was well worth it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a dive off this watchtower to save the spot in the photo. podcast. Quam, get a photo. <laughs> I'm on it. Oh my god! Chef, chef and chef assassin. <laughs> oh my! Uh, all right, oh, we nailed it. Shit. I was just saying what I mean before before <laughs> that happened. Um, that you 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 kind of know where you know all the shits at. Yeah. at the fair, like yeah. like you know, right. like if you go into that that, that four H building, you know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Like like. <laughs> Like so, mm-hmm. you you want to go see the animals? That's on you, bro. Nope. Like, like, so and so it is like it says. Yeah, the target is exactly. pick a pizza. the murder that big. I did. I did not think that we were going to get to this point, but that is. I I I can't picture a more perfect point oh for us to get God. to this. Oh my God, Charles! All right, we got one more question. Should we fucking? Ooh. Should we? We do. You, you gotta bring you gotta bring it in. All right, I love this question too. I'm so excited to hear your answer, okay, chef. chef. So you're you're clearly a very accomplished chef and a traveler with a lot of miles on your record. Uh, so you surely dined at a lot of spectacular places. Yeah. So my question for you is, what is like a very like what's a favorite major food accomplishment for you that you've achieved as a diner at a, ah. at someone else's restaurant? Like something that like. It's a memory that really warms your heart, but it's like an accomplishment, something that you experience that is kind of like a big deal to you. Um, I've dined at the French Laundry twice. I'm so jealous. I love the French Laundry. I'm gonna give you one better. Yeah, and this is and, go on. And this is because this is because of what it stands for. Okay, so you guys have been to Ad Hoc. I'm familiar with it, but okay, I've not so been. Ad Hoc was was open. To basically service the workers at the French Laundry. Yeah, he opened this restaurant in Yountville because nothing else is open yeah. past a certain point. Yeah. In time. Right? Yeah, it's just everything, which goes is to pretty sleep. badass, mm-hmm. right? To do that's a the, that's a solid flex. It's a solid flex. Okay, uh, so Thomas Keller also has he has his own caviar line. So the the, the chips and the caviar and creme fraiche is out of bounds by itself. The best hands down fried chicken I've ever had in my life is for at Ad Hoc. Come on, hands down. Same chicken they make at Bouchon. Better than a Bouchon. Chicken. Really? Okay. I don't know. I, I, I it's better than. So I've had the chicken at Bouchon. Yeah, it's not the same. I don't know. Okay, it's different. It's different. Okay. And and they also uh, an order of the chicken, uh, as we know, is eight pieces in you know a whole bird. They only give you six. The other two just for the. I don't know. I don't know. It's the kitchen. It's the angels cut. I don't know. I don't know. The angels shit. I don't know. Those other two pieces just evaporated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No I don't know. It's the angels shit. No I don't know. I don't know. But but <laughs> I've never been and not ordered two <laughs> servings of this chicken, and it's yeah. and it's not cheap. What do they hold off to the wings? No, it's a thigh. It's, check it out. It's yeah. a thigh and a wing. Oh, so they... What the fuck? I don't know why. I don't know why. What kind of bird is that? 
It's <laughs> that's a weird. It don't give you the whole bird. Yep. I've also been to places that uh, and, and and got the Peking duck, and they they don't give the whole duck either. But uh, that that pisses me off because I ordered the I, yeah. I got charged for the duck. I want the whole duck. I want the whole duck. Yeah, yeah. Whole send it, duck. Send it Wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Send it all out of here. No, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I will. I will hey, never they, not they, hear that for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's that's no longer hold up. It's, it's just it's, it's hold duck. Wait uh, a minute. Quam, exactly. What is this episode one hundred and three? Yeah, one hundred and three. Oh, you, you won the pun war tonight. So, so one hundred and three time. One hundred and three is, is significant to me. So three is my is my number. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. So so I was a third third child born on the third day of November, which was a Wednesday. Come on. Um. And up until my fourth daughter, I had three daughters born in the third week of the month that they were born. Three what? weeks, three three in the third week, three years apart. Like I sat, I was on a flight um, from New York to LA with a numerologist, and she pointed all this out. So all my numbers, like playing sports, was always either three or divisible by three. My name Edward Porter is six characters in each one of those. What? Yeah, it was. She blew my mind. I was like, okay, you're you're a warlock, and I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> but also, yeah, yeah. Then, then let's frame this. Instead of like one hundred and three, this is hunted. And yeah, three. And, and, <laughs> We're giving you two. Exactly, you got the hundred and, and, and you got three, the three. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Crazy. All right. Sorry. Before that digression, <laughs> I feel like we were going somewhere. Uh, ad hoc. Well, okay. Uh, ad hoc. French laundry was the, was the accomplishment, but the, I had to throw in chicken. I had to throw in ad, ad hoc chicken okay. because it was by far. I mean, like I, I would listen if 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 I could right now. I would I would I would fly. Just to get the chicken and leave. It was that it's that good. That's it's that good. It's Hell that yeah. good. I uh Fuck. I'm gonna let me just play off that because mine has to do with French laundry as well. Hit it. And I'm just gonna like just rattle it off. French laundry, dine there with Marnie in twenty seventeen. And we went in the kitchen and there's a television screen. Yep, you get to see per se. You, you know, you can <laughs> uh and then 2020, I went and dined at Per Se and waved a French that's, laundry. That's and, like, that was that was cool. Like, I created the, like... It's a full circle. The bi-coastal yeah. connection yep. where yep. I got to wave from one kitchen to the other and then Back. vice versa, which was... That was super cool. And it wasn't like I wanted that part. You get to but watch once the, I did it, I was like, that's pretty fucking dope. You get to watch the sunrise in New York and the sunset in L.A. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's legit. And that's it. Yeah. That's the whole story. But that's yeah. And, of course, the experiences of dining at those two restaurants is you can't really measure that. And we talked earlier about. Absolutely. Like, and we, we've, to, we've told the story before on the podcast about there's a table full of ladies who all said, like, you know what? Tonight I'm gluten-free, too. And I was like, can I have their glutens? Yeah, I'll take all their glutens. <laughs> <laughs> Gluten me up, baby. That's like hilarious. That fucking dark chocolate croissant with the oh, butter. Oh, my and then, goodness. And then they give you all the little ramekins of the different salts. Listen, like, this is volcanic. Listen. This one's oceanic. This one's, like, I don't, just sprinkling it everywhere. I don't fucking care. By far, by far, my best dining experience ever. It is like a Disney movie, is it yeah. not? Yes, it the is. The way they whirl around. The yeah. second you play it, the second you swipe up that last bit of Demi and fucking pop it on your tongue with one finger, you can picture this, even though you're only listening. Yeah. Boop, you do that. Boop. Someone spins around the corner, 
picks it up. Another person spins around the corner, pops a cloche, puts a plate down. Yes. Yeah, You're like, insane. hold on. Is this animatronic? Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. I, uh, I mean, I just want to flex and say that uh, I had my 36th birthday at Bouchon in Vegas. Okay. And uh, under the, like, any, like when I made the reservation mm. under the, like, anything else we should know. For a brown guy. I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> make it hot for a brown guy. Uh, JK, uh, oh, really, it's, it's my birthday, yeah. and I'm a total kitchen nerd. Okay. And Thomas's cookbook at the time was my favorite cookbook that I owned. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just a huge fan, and I would, I w- I would just love to, like, talk to somebody about the restaurant. Cool. So we show up and they had like they had done like the menu printed out with like happy birthday BQ and like whatever. That was that was pretty rad. And we're eating and uh we finish our, our exactly what you were saying. Like we finished our entrees and whoosh, mm-hmm. plates are gone. And then instantly the dessert menus drop and it's you know like the port menu and all these incredible things. Yeah. And then literally so they hit I was with two friends. So they hit them, and then they set one down in front of me and say, but Mr. Kwam, um, could we steal you for one second? And it's Vegas, and I'm thinking, like, they're going to do some dumbass, like, right. we're going to stand you up in front of the crowd and, like, sing happy birthday. Because, yeah. again, that's where my brain goes. All the goes. boys to work on. Right, <laughs> like some, like, fucking Joe's Crab Shack bullshit. Like, uh, oh, shit. Uh, uh, yeah. let's not care about your birthday. We have to sing this song. So yeah. they, they walk me back into the kitchen and literally the maitre d' says to the chef, this is Mr. Kwam, he's a fan and would just love to see the kitchen. Wow. And the chef dropped everything, turned around and walked me through it. That was the first time I'd ever seen um, like a USB stick to control the humidity and baking temperatures for bread mm-hmm. in, in a multidimensional oven. I had never seen a kitchen that clean in my entire life. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, and then walked back out and they had already chosen desserts because they just literally gave us one of everything. It was Mm. fucking amazing. That, that would normally be my answer, but the, the way that hospitality has like sort of turned in my head. I do like, we had a Thomas Keller hat trick there. I was was like, I couldn't, I couldn't leave that out. This episode is sponsored by Thomas Thomas Keller. I couldn't, I couldn't leave that out. I, I, No, oh, that's beautiful. That was here. I'll fucking I'll have the daily double, as I always do. Yeah. Uh, the oh, it's so bright. Um, the the real the the thing that meant the most to me. Uh, we've we've talked about on our trip to Denmark, uh, missing out on Noma, and then the husband and wife at Jordanar being so kind. Yeah. And her noticing that I was left-handed and moving all my shit, and then booping yeah. me on the nose. All stuff from. Prior yep. episodes. The the next night, though, when Drew and I went out mm-hmm. and we went to Goldfinch, uh, this like absolutely fucking brilliant Southeast Asian restaurant in Copenhagen, Denmark. There, it was, uh, there was the biggest restaurant that I went to the entire week we were there. Mm. Like it was a pretty massive floor plan, and it's an open kitchen in the middle of the restaurant. And Drew and oh, I... It's in the middle of the restaurant. Abs- dead center. Okay. Like, the, the entire dining room is a horseshoe around it. And Drew and I were sitting at the two seats right next to the, the server well. And then on the other side of the server well was the expo. And I watched this chef crush for two straight hours. Wow. 
absolutely fucking crush Expo. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that, that like have never worked in Expo line, the closest I could maybe get is like the couple insane episodes of the bear where <laughs> like he loses his shit. Yeah. That is, that's for a small restaurant with a ton of to go business. This was for a restaurant that probably seats 180 people. Right. And it's hidden. Like you literally have to Three find, turns. Yeah. you have to find like a small five inch neon of a bird and then walk down a weird alley and then find another neon bird and then go around the corner. And then you go in and you see this place. And their menu was five pages wow. of dishes. And they were executing to such a degree that Drew and I, at one point, this is one of my best friends on earth, we stopped talking because we were just watching the the sweet science and the yeah. ballet of what Chef was doing back there. And she was going back, like there were a couple times that dishes weren't up to her standards and she would take them back and explain exactly what was going on. And... Danish and Norwegian are close enough that I could get like, I could get like verbs and nouns Mm -hmm. and I'm listening to her and in the most empathetic and and kind way, she's explaining to them why this wasn't up to her standard and we have to do this over again. And then she would come back out and she would send stuff out and then would send it like an apology, a moose bouche or something and be like, it just wasn't up to our standard. We want to do this. So we finish our meal and, Drew and I are for sure half cocked because the bartenders loved us. <laughs> they're just throwing drinks by us. They were like, oh, well, if you like that, then you have to try these two. And not giving us like samples, like literally giving us like two extra cocktails. So we're, we're finishing up and we're getting ready to leave. And as we're coming around the server well, the we had timed it out that most people from that last dinner turn had left. And then we were like on our way out. And I asked the chef, like, like, do you speak English? And she was like, yeah, what, what's up? And I just, I said, I've, I've never watched anything like that. Like, it was a fucking symphony. Like, watching you work, I heard music in my ears. And I just wanted to say that was amazing. This is a human being I've never met and I will never meet again. But she came around and just gave me a hug. Like, a real fucking two-armed hug. Yeah. And just, thanks. And... I don't know if she was having a bad day. I don't know if she was just like, hey, that's rad to hear. I have no clue. But that was one of those moments where, again, everything was so perfect. And then the last moment before we walked out the door was the best. Yeah. Like, I would love to be able to go back there. I would love if, if we were, if we all just like could fucking gleep there right now, I'd love to go there. But a little bit of me would be sad because I know it wouldn't be, it it wouldn't end like that. But to get to watch, like, I felt like I got to watch somebody pitch a perfect game. Yep. And so a no hitter. And yeah. that, and that I was the only one that noticed that there was a no hitter. Right. Like nobody was putting the stats up on the wall. Yeah. There were hundreds of people that were coming in and going out who were like, those noodles were great. That fucking beef was amazing. That lamb made my tongue sizzle in a, in a way that I never had, but they, they don't know what the fuck is going right. on. And we just got to, we got to be front row. Daryl for an orchestra director playing the greatest piece of, of her life for that week. Right. She might be able to do that every fucking day. I don't know. Every night, yeah. But as somebody who's been in the service industry for a long time, I will tell you those days are rare. Yep. And to get to watch it and to get to thank somebody for it and for whatever reason to have it resonate with her enough 
that well, I mean, she wanted to why. hug a complete stranger. You, you know why? Because nobody ever, nobody ever acknowledges it. Of course. So you like the, the shit. I mean, but it was, was like, a hug from for, for everybody. I hope. <laughs> I I really like when we walked out. I, that's all I could think about was like Ew. I I hope that makes up for a lot of people that never said shit on yeah. other nights that she fucking crushed it. Absolutely. But that was, uh, or maybe she didn't need it until yeah. she. Maybe she didn't know she needed a hug. There you go. She got one. Or yeah. to get dapped up for it. And then she was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Thank you. Yep. Right? I. It's so, like, those two, because that was that was the night after Jordanar. And I still, yeah. I go back to, like, if you want to define, like, that trip weirdly redefined how I talk about hospitality. And not just in restaurants, just in general. But it's literally, it's the boop and the squeeze. That's it. That was two random humans who didn't have to interact with me at all, who chose to. And because of how they did it, it's changed how I view hospitality to people. And I fucking love that. Like, I hope for the rest of my life, I keep having moments like that. I hope I keep having moments where somebody just breaks my brain open and shows me this whole another thing, you know? Like, that's mm -hmm. shouldn't that be the, the you know, reason we're all searching? I want to point this out as well. We were just at a furniture store a few days ago. Uh, the gentleman who is the proprietor, it's in Robinsale, Minnesota. Uh, I'm familiar. Do live. Got, yeah, right. Ah, oh, God, I'm trying to think of the name <laughs> of the store. Can't think I, of the name. And it, it's I'm, not important. The proprietor, you know, it's like a, it's probably sole proprietor. He does all the furniture refurbishment and stuff. And obviously there's a lot of Scandinavian furniture there. And we got to talking to him and he told us that he visits um, Copenhagen once a year. And so we we're talking about our experience there. And I was telling him how, like, the only element I was missing is that people aren't very effusive with their, like, personalities and emotions and stuff. And he was like, well, I think once you get through the hard outer shell, then you can learn who people are. But it's hard to see it just in everyday life. And I said the irony is that I saw it in restaurants. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing about what you're saying with expressing yourself to a chef is maybe that in a culture, people don't express themselves very Correct. much. Maybe that's why it's absolutely hear that a lot. It's 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 the same shit that we do with with Minnesota nice here yeah. in Minnesota. It's the same thing. Like it, it is absolutely hard if you're not from this area. It's hard to try and figure out how to get in. You have to break through a very thick external candy shell. But when sure. you get there, it's the nicest people ever. Or a lot of people doing a lot of dope shit, but you know, in a polite culture where people just kind of observe. Right. And acknowledge silently, they don't hear a lot of, dude, that was fucking right. dope. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's literally built into the culture that you're not supposed to brag about shit. Like, that's, that's quote unquote cultural law going back to the 1400s. Like, that's how you're literally raised generation after generation after generation to always say it could be worse instead of things are awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, it was, it was, it was, it was a fine time. Instead of like, oh my God, I can't believe you weren't there. Mm. That's how everything is built. But it was also a reminder that it doesn't fucking matter if you're there. You could be in anywhere equatorial where everybody is celebrating everything. If you just pay somebody an honest compliment when they're doing something amazing, you never know what they're going to give back. Right. Because it doesn't cost you anything. You know, like the, the fucking live, laugh, love meme of like, taking a candle and lighting another candle with it doesn't cost that flame anything. That's it. But when that flame gets lit, you have no idea how bright it's going to be. Right. And 
sometimes that shit shines back and it changes the way you see stuff. And that's hug, or it could be a whole bird minus two piece. Bam. <laughs> I still do. I don't even know what that Now I got to figure out what's <laughs> the, what's the what? angel's share of fried chicken? Because, I don't know. I don't bro. know. Fuck. Also, or is there somebody that's just fucking killing it right now? Made a deal with Thomas Keller, like, like in the back room. Hey, every time you do fried chicken, I get two I pieces. I get two pieces. Because yeah. I need to know that motherfucker right the now. The fry cook that no one ever compliments. Just yeah. eat your wing. Just eat it. Yeah, yeah. I got a thigh and a fucking wing. <laughs> just, and then, like yeah. full leg in, yeah. comes Umbrella. out just a glistening ass bone. No, the bone didn't even come out. You're like, wait. <laughs> no, let's go. Go, 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 go. I'm making broth in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> belly broth. <Okay>. Belly broth. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> Hold up. Hold duck. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I can never unhear that. That's, that's I can the fucking worst. For the rest of my life, every time it, I go. It has, to be, it has to be in Nate Dogg's voice. Hold up. I'm sorry. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. That, like, there's, there's just those moments where all of a sudden it's a paradigm shift and oh. everything was different after that moment. Yeah. Whole duck, wait that a minute. It. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, so we should wind this down. Uh chef. My, phone, my phone won't let me type whole duck because I've changed, <laughs> I've got my autocorrect, so it just says whole fuck over and over. <laughs> you're, the, you're the first you person a, who has to force it. To <laughs> you have to force it to text <laughs> duck and, and get fuck. I just corrected it and it still says fuck when I <laughs> I mean. Okay, Listen, yes, also, also not mad about whole fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so before we get to the song, uh, Chef, oh, first shit. I want to, uh, can you let people know like where to follow you, what you're up to, what's coming up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on socials, uh, and that's uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Woo. Um, it is at the Chef Ed Porter. Um, also on uh, the World Wide Web at the Day Zero Experience. That's D E Z E R O E X P E I R E N C E. I did that. I'm sober. There we are. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's streaming the on streaming on the new album is yeah, streaming yeah, on stream, Spotify. The, the, the album is streaming everywhere. Yep. So uh, everywhere you uh, you can stream music, um, every single place. Uh, the album's called Day Zero. And um, you could just search Chef Porter, and um, yeah, I should pop up Boom. everywhere. Uh, awesome. All right, so uh, when when we first walked in, or when I first walked in, before we started recording, uh, I was telling you that that there was a song off this record that I, I can't stop listening to. Like, as a kid who grew up, I, I, I'll just, so I, of course, I loved, like, LL Cool J and Run DMC as like the braggadocio, like this is who the fuck I am. But when I, when I felt like I heard a little bit of myself in hip hop, and I know that's crazy as like a white kid from Minneapolis, but the first time that I, I identified with something was as uh, having a dad who loved jazz and blues was when like Native Tongues kind of started pushing, right? So you got Tribe and like Beat Nuts, Jungle Brothers, like all these guys were coming out and then you had sort of the second wave of like Jay Dilla doing shit for far side mm -hmm. listening to the record. Like there is such a through line of, of jazz history with exactly what excites me about hip hop, you know, 
kind of playing at the same time. Absolutely. And and the song that we're about to play is an, a perfect example of that. So do you want to do you want to talk about your service? Absolutely. Yeah, so so at your service. Um, so this entire project actually uh, being the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop, um, the fiftieth year of hip hop mm-hmm. is a throwback to the golden era, nineties mm-hmm. of hip hop. So there is a through line through the whole entire project of uh, heavy jazz influences. Funny yeah. you said that um, because that's what a lot of the nineties hip hop was was about. Um, and the subject matter, right? So there was it was something to say. So at one point in time, I remember reading um, and uh, hype and 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 source that you made an album when you had something to say, and people wanted to hear it. And so yep. I wanted to have uh, something to say, and um, I believe that I've accomplished that at least to have subject matter that people can probably resonate with. Um, it's all about the ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. So, as, as I always say, and this song at your service is like it's my um, my name is this is my uh, my Eminem song as, as far as the the merger of the two worlds, uh, culinary and and music, and um, you know as the chorus says, do they love me like cooked food? Mm. You know, what telling, you. <laughs> telling you. So oh. yeah, this is at your service. And to all of our listeners out there, uh, love this song, but then go back and listen to the whole record. I'll promise you, the next thing that you're cooking, put this record on front to back, and your food's just going to taste a little better. Uh, but until then, hey, cheers, Charles. It's always a pleasure. Thank Chef, you. it's an honor to have you here. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, you. Chef Ed Porter, at your service. Hold up. I'd like for you to make sure that you get a little bit of everything on your fork before you digest it because all of the flavors need to mold and marry all together. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. The end, the finish should be very clean, pristine, and hidden. Oh, what a feeling. Hand me your coat, grab a seat, get your meal in. Whether you rode the train or double parked at the curb, you're here with me right now when dinner is served, you heard. Chef ain't a nickname I'm testing. This is the real deal, holy field, no ingesting. <laughs> or rather, biting involved. I'm a pro in the game, you can check the resolving. But do they love me like cooked food? See how they feel when it's a meal just to book you. The kitchen raised me, stripes in the bumps too. When you win, and ain't no telling it what they won't do. Uh, but do they love me like cooked food? An entourage popping bottles in the lip booth. Paper flying, jumping in and out of foreign coops. Money power. See what that love do Do they love me like cook food But do they love me like cook food Do they love me like cook food But do they love me like uh, yeah. Do they love me like cook food But do they love me like cook food Do they love me like cook food But do they love me like Spend a few years in the kitchen Busting down chops just to gain y'all's attention Yeah.
Like, do they love me like? 